Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain? We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners. We are back with another very fun-filled episode, and we have some returning guests today. Now, before we go to that, I feel like you normally say great episode. You said fun-filled. Is this a, an indication of your thoughts on this film? <laughs> I'm just trying to change it up. I oh, feel okay, like I okay. say the same thing a lot. So, um, so yes, we have two guests. If you remember our episode with the 16-bit gladiators, uh, we've got some of them here today. We've got Joel. Hello, hello. And we've got Joe. Hey, how are you? Yes, we are here. We are we are excited to have them here for a Wreck-It Ralph movie, a video game movie. Oh, wait, not the original Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks oh. the Internet, 2018's Wreck-It Ralph 2. We're excited to have them here talking about this. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank yeah. you for inviting us. To <laughs> I'm excited about to be this. there. Uh, although you uh, you teased me there because you said the original Wreck-It Ralph. And uh, I man, I, I listened to your episode, first of all, by the way. Uh, great episode. Very insightful. Um, but Look, you're I already on the podcast, Joel. Movie. You don't have to kiss his butt. You're already <laughs> on the podcast. I mean, it's always it. I mean, we appreciate it. Glad to have a fellow listener join us. Um, so thank you. Thank you. The original plan, I will say, with the first one was to have uh, a fellow game developer on there with me. But he had to... Uh, skip out of last thing. That was Ryan who ended up on our Big Hero Six. Oops, all Ryan's episode. Um, so <laughs> that's when I had the flu now, and was basically hallucinating. So, <laughs> guys, I had not seen this before. And again, if you listen to our Wreck It Ralph episode, Wreck It Ralph is like possibly my favorite Disney that's movie. Perfect. Top it's three. A perfect movie. Easily yeah. top three. It definitely feels like they went. Hmm. Ryan Jenkins needs a. Uh, a Disney movie specifically for him. Why don't we do that? It was the Who Framed Roger Rabbit of like video game movies. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that's a good way to describe it. All of those characters together that you would have never in a million years imagined in incorporating that same space, and like they pulled that Toy Story magic, but with like you know video game pixels and mascots, and it was it was awesome, and well, the story behind it was beautiful. Ah, and it why was... couldn't we watch that? That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. Well. I'm going to jump out a little out of this. Now, listeners, you know we've kind of changed this format where we're actually watching the movies before we do the episodes. But I I had never seen this one before, which was kind of strange because when it first came out, I was in the midst of being excited for... You, you were talking about this being the Who Framed Roger Rabbit or the Toy Story of video games. But then the world became... Where, where it used to be like, oh my God, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse are going to be in a movie together? That's insane. They would never do that. And then the world said, what if all of entertainment was like everybody gets to be in the same movie together? Well, and also yeah. Disney then owned everything, yeah, too, right? right? So like a lot now. changed in between those two, right. I feel like. Yeah, we went from all of the studios like not playing nicely and we were all in our little sandboxes and then all of a sudden like... So there being only two, two studios. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you look at look at the new LeBron James Space Jam, and it's got like I'd, everything I'd that Warner not. Brothers owns. It's a fun movie. It's Is all it? right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. I just remember them going, 
the new Space Jam. Remember how much you liked Space Jam as a kid? Well, this is like this, only it has all those no. things you were missing from the first Space Jam, like Clockwork <laughs> Orange. And I'm like, wait, why are we putting <laughs> some characters? From- <laughs> why? Why not? <laughs> um, why not? As someone who didn't care much for the first Space Jam, like there wasn't there wasn't much of a bar to clear for the second one, so I was all right with it. Yeah, low expectations. This is becoming a Space Jam episode, but I remember liking <laughs> it because really I just really was a bill murray nerd as a kid and i was like i really like bill murray in this space jam movie um someday we will do space jam there's no doubt that'll happen yeah. um check out the space jam episode of the editing bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right but uh so i did not see this one because as it got closer and closer i mean i was, it was also just not that long ago i was just like okay like I think I like the idea when they said they're going to go on the internet. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to go to newer games. They're going to go to like online games and stuff. And then it didn't become about gaming. It came about like brand management. Yeah. Yeah. And how horrible the internet can be, but also how great it can be at the same time. And, you know, at its heart, like someone could give you the, the summary of this movie and it's either a kid's film or it's a, like a late night Cinemax movie because like <laughs> old man, my and favorite young genres, partner, by the way. check it out. Old man, and, <laughs> older man and young partner uh, starting to find that their relationship is getting boring and go to the internet to spice things up. Like that's, that's kind of what's going on here. Like yeah. Vanellope's kind of getting bored with the usual thing. Mm-hmm. And seven year itch. Yeah, exactly. Here's okay. So uh, Reeling it back and just talking about it for what it is, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, um, what I loved about the first Wreck-It Ralph movie was like there's that message at the end where he's like, you know what, and the best part of my day now is when those people lift me up and I can see my friend across the arcade. And it's like this whole sweet thing about how they found friendship. And then the whole second movie is just about like, and now you have to let it go. And it's like, I, yeah, I hate I work. There's, I wish I could just not do work all day. There's value to that, I guess, to teach kids about like you could be friends and still be like far away from each other. But did these characters need to tell that story and did they need to tell that story in this way? So it's interesting because I saw a making of where one of the directors said the big thing they got out of it was at the end that he said, this kid likes me. So how bad of a guy could I be? And they went and we wanted to examine like that means Ralph takes all his self-worth from how Vanellope views him. So he mm-hmm. needs to, to to be he needs to like himself. And I go, that's a great movie. That's not what like there's no that's, that's not, not what happens here at all. Yeah. Like, there's they no, shoehorn that in in like the third act. They shoehorn that in that like Ralph is insecure. I, I don't think they even like, shoehorn in Ralph learning to love himself. It's just Ralph learns to go, okay, you need this. Ralph kind of learns to become a better friend or let her do this. And Ralph then, like, learns to compromise, but Vanellope kind of gets to do what she wants, right? Like it isn't really a give and take. Vanellope goes off and does what she wants, right. and Ralph just yeah. learns to live life without her, like it's being Vanellope's there every day. Story. <laughs> yeah. It's Vanellope's story, and, like, and that's fine. Uh, first off, you know what, before we get too far ahead, why didn't they call this Ralph Wrecks the Internet? They even made the joke in the yeah. trailer. Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> because I think the, the character the internet was it, a, yes. He, his whole thing is about wrecking things, right? I'm going to wreck yeah. it. Well, the, it's two uh, on the nose, Joe. Two on the nose. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> the other <laughs> that thing was, is, that was a bridge too far with Ralph Breaks the Internet. I think this has something to do with how fleeting this is because the thing about uh, 
Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Toy Story, even the first Wreck-It Ralph, is there's like a charm and like a timelessness to kind of the, who they choose to use. And this yep. was like mm-hmm. breaks the internet might have. It sounds like I think it was a term back then. But it's also these yeah, movies yes. take forever, so I feel like that must have been really hard for them to be like, okay, yeah. we're going to choose stuff, and then like the, the 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 life cycle of internet memes is so short that by the time a Disney movie yeah, comes out, they're gone. Right, for sure. No, and you're and the thing is, the the breaks the internet thing, as far as I know, came from the um, uh, Kim Beyonce, Kardashian, wasn't it? No, I thought uh, it was Kim Kardashian doing like the yeah. the wine bottle thing and like shaving. Same thing the glass on her butt or whatever i can't remember what it was but they talked about how like kim broke the internet she broke the internet so so one this movie's referencing like a nude pictorial of kim kardashian okay but yeah no ryan's right he hit it on the head like everything about this movie is so temporary like there's there's yeah. no timelessness to it at all like you've got like the you, you've got the the knowledge base and stuff like that like even the way they represent google is dated the way they reference Twitter well, that was the, is dated that was the the fun part seeing like all the companies that will be defunct in 10 years when this movie uh, does not age well <laughs> yes. like, that, that was, snapchat on there like yeah every time they did something that was like in-house brand like the nose where i was like oh that's clever and that's interesting but that was like partially on search engines in general but also they base that character off of like the 50s uh academic cartoons mm-hmm. they did that were like the world of color and things like like that sort of thing yeah. but anytime they're just flying by and they're like it was just like look at all these these things and there were like three or four that i was like i don't know what that is like mashable i'm like that sounds kind of familiar there were, we were going like, like what's that what's well, that part of us was like <laughs> are they making it up or are they not because then they would make up like right. buzztube not youtube mm-hmm. so it was like they were but youtube you said you also saw an actual there. youtube yeah. icon they, in there they, somewhere they even say youtube in it they they referenced it it yeah, just can't make so, it a part of the storyline. Yeah, that's what we were assuming that that's, yeah, that's, yeah. they couldn't do that. So they had to make up like their own version. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't want to sell a YouTube uh, great name, right? Well, it was funny because the video I watched that was like all the things you missed in Ralph Breaks the Internet was a guy on YouTube. And every time they would get to YouTube, you'd be like, I don't understand why they didn't make the YouTube bigger. It's one of the biggest <laughs> things on the internet. I don't, what are they trying to say? Like, really, just like you tell them, like, you, you guys are right, though. This is totally a, a movie in search of a storyline. Like, it does not need to exist. Uh, it it really is very blatant. Even from the commercials, we could tell that this was just uh, kind of really trying to... Uh, it's, it's a big uh, Disney commercial. Not I, since The Wizard has there been a, a, a longer movie. <laughs> solely I, uh, to sell things to kids. I, I, I th- that's what, about halfway through, I was like, what's the story? Like, I was like, this is... I mean, not to jump ahead. I actually enjoyed this movie. I don't know that I would ever what? watch it again. I, I was like, there's parts where I was like, this is okay. And like, I'm like, okay. okay. I like, do feel like we I also laughed. Have, that's how we are is we're like, yeah. oh, that was a okay way I to I do feel like I time. laughed a lot. But the things, and again, we'll get I to guess, it when we break it down. But I laughed a lot at the original stuff, like how they depict pop-ups and how they, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. I was like, Dude. that's what I'm here for. I'm here for your creative take on yeah. like what the internet looks like in this world. I'm not here for Amazon and Carvana and like, <laughs> you know, like all the other. like. And so that would take me out of the movie. I think that was the hard part is it was like anytime I saw like the propaganda stuff, it kind of took me yeah. out of like the story. And I mean, I, I guess you probably want to share some facts before we go into the story. <laughs> but like the very beginning, I think, is where I was connected the most because we get to see like how sweet Ralph and Vanellope's friendship is we see like Mm -hmm. them going to tapper and like them watching the sunrise and all that stuff and like that was very heartwarming i was into that 
Well, they took this world, this wonderful video game world that they created in the first one, and then we completely abandon it in the second. Like the thing that that was kind of the charm of the film. Like, of course, the characters win you through in the end, but like it was this world building that they had put together. And that was it's kind of one of those things that also subconsciously keeps you engaged where it's like, oh, here's this familiar character and he's playing a part in the story. Like here's Qbert is doing something. And so like then we go to the Internet where like there's really no characters that we have an emotional investment to. We've got like the um, the Gal Gadot character from like Grand Theft Auto or Ugh. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, which you know, I could tell that was her voice, by the way, uh, from the wooden performance that was coming out of that character. <laughs> right out of the back. I was like, if, "Oh, nobody sounds prettier than her." Listeners, if you're enjoying this back and forth, by the way, uh, Joe and Joel also have. Uh, uh, is is the editing bay coming back? Well, um, yeah. So oh, you, you that mentioned that it earlier. That's, okay, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's not, not 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 quite it. In, in, in another form, potentially, but well, it, yeah. you mentioned at the top of this podcast that um, you were on our now defunct podcast, the 16 Big Gladiators. That was our video game theme podcast. We did the Disney movie or the Disney games episode. Before that, Joe and I had done a, uh, um, a, a podcast about movies where we reviewed one movie a week. Uh, we did that for what, like eight years, Joe? Eight called years. The Editing Bank. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, we love we love talking about movies and we love talking about video games, but we've never done them together. Um, so we're kind of going to mash up much in the Ooh. same way that this film has uh, yeah. those two formats and just kind of throw everything in like geek. We just don't, we don't want to limit ourselves to comics. anything. Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. Well, the, the the back catalog of, of editing bay is still around, and I believe I'm on one of the, me and Laurel from Craniacs are on the X X three the X Men three that's right. or whatever it was called. Where I was like, <laughs> that's, that's right. the, I feel like I don't watch movies I don't like very often anymore. I remember watching that and being like, oh god, okay, I got to keep doing this. Like this, I got I can't <laughs> go into this podcast not knowing how this ends. Um, so if you're enjoying this Brings back and forth, today. yes, if you're enjoying this back and forth. Um, the, the the opposite of that is even like again I will sit here and tear down the movie but I think in general Tara and I watch movies and go that was fun like and the movie, that was kind of yeah. how I was with this I was like right. okay like next but I do believe like you look at Wreck It Ralph and it's like I understand like people sitting around and going I love these video games let's make a movie about it this movie mm-hmm. Disney came in and goes okay we've got all this IP what movie right. do we do this and they're like well we've got Wreck It Ralph which is like the real world but like all these character weird characters come together like fine. That becomes our new Disney has this all P, all all this IP movie. Well, and I'm curious. Yeah. I don't remember how much Wreck It Ralph made, but I'm sure it had something to do with that too. If Wreck It Ralph was a huge success, oh, I feel yeah. like Disney tries to recreate that when they do their sequels. It just doesn't always yeah. happen, right? Wreck It Ralph was huge. Yeah, it was. It, it, I mean, I on our episode, I'm sure success. we. Yeah, I'm sure we talked about it, but this one did not crack the top ten that year. The top. Well, this is also 2018, so the well, top shocking. three that year. <laughs> the top three that year what? were Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> number three, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Number two, Black Panther, and number one, Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, so I don't think Disney was worried about their bottom line that year, despite the well, uh, tough competition, <laughs> the less success of yeah, tough competition. Yeah. <laughs> so they, it, it seemed like one of these movies where it's like, I don't even think the writers had much faith in what they were putting out, based on like just the the cameo. And and not so much like I know I said I love the first one. The first one is full of cameos. Don't get me wrong, but this one, like cameos are kind of thrown in just for the sake of being thrown in now mm-hmm. they're entertaining sure but like the star wars bit was like okay got yeah, it yeah. uh now we're now we're just kind of showing off because we own the star wars ip so we got to throw that Stanley in there shows up the, 
Yeah, Stanley shows. And then you've got like the um, the princesses, which is a cute moment. And and I, and I like the message there about like you know the, the having to wait for some man. And I like at the end like the princesses save him. And right. that's like those are all small parts that in a stronger movie probably would have played better as well. Right. And right. and I'm totally down with like just watching a film because it's enjoyable. Hey, that's a nice way to spend an hour and a half. I guess for me though, it's like when you see the potential, it's hard for me to separate the art from the entertainment sometimes mm-hmm. because I felt like the first Wreck-It Ralph while entertaining was also a really great piece of art and the way that they built those oh, yeah. worlds and built the relationships. And so going into the second one, I'm expecting at least the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if if right. I I want better, but at least give me the same. And this was a very distinct dip downward, uh, where it just kind of felt like it felt like everybody else had something more important they were working on, and this was like a a B project <laughs> that they had to get out the door. You know what, Joe? You say that that's actually what happened. One of the directors like was pulled off of another movie he was doing to kind of come in and help out. Um, yeah, I guess maybe even back then they saw it wasn't doing too well. But uh, yeah, there wasn't one unifying vision and there wasn't really anything they wanted to say. Um, and yeah, disappointing. And then also from a technology standpoint, you guys were talking about, you know, how it portrays the Internet. I feel like uh, anybody who's trying to learn how the Internet or technology in general, electricity even works by watching <laughs> these movies. OK, like I never imagined that when I go online. There's a tiny little avatar of myself inside the computer that's like acting on my behalf but and interacting with Google. So, that's what happens. So I was thinking about this today. I am an electrical and engineering major. I <laughs> took a telecom class when I was in college. There is literally a point in the, the ba- like backing up from like the Wi-Fi and then going down a wire and out right. our door and into the street where literally I go. And from then on. That Wreck-It Ralph 2 could be a complete documentary because I have no clue what happens after, like, it gets out, like, the internet gets outside. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I can follow it, and then it goes out there. And, and it's funny because one of the things I saw on this, which, which taught me part of it, was they sat down and thought about, like, how this world should work. Because originally they pitched it as, they go, oh, so they're going to go up in the clouds and they're going to go in the clouds. Because, like, that's where the internet is, in the cloud. And they had these, like, technical advisors who were like, okay, so the cloud is just a term. Like, <laughs> they're not. Yeah. And they were like, and it, the, you see the directors go, so we're dumb. And, like, just keep going. <laughs> so they go, so then instead what we did is we took a field trip. You know how Disney takes these great field trips? When they worked on Frozen, they went out to Norway. When yeah. they worked on Moana, they were going back yes. and forth to the, to the Polynesian, Polynesian Islands. Island. And the, you know, oceanic islands and doing all this stuff. We went down uh, this highway to one Wilshire where the West Coast internet is. And it's just a like 20 story building that we went in and they're like, these are these boxes. Yes, they did. And they literally, they said the best part of the tour is the guy pointed a box and goes, that's Siri. <laughs> and I was like the whole thing. They're like, so well, we got to meet Siri. She's but, even more beautiful in person. But they were literally <laughs> dogging on the other Disney animated movies, going, "They got to go to the islands, and we just got to go to the <laughs> building yeah. to look at what the internet looked like." Oh no! And I that's think hilarious. that's that's like the whole thing with the internet is like the reality of it yeah. is soulless. I mean, what is put on it, and uh, it's yeah. the sharing of ideas and and all that that makes it. You know, it's right. it's. it's, it's I love YouTube. I love YouTube. I think there's some really cool stuff on YouTube, but it is 98%. It is it is 2% diamonds and 98% dog poop. Right. And I think I'm being very <laughs> generous. Like, <Yeah. laughs> I'm talking about the stuff I see. 
I don't want to be a wet blanket when it comes to like you know the, the technology. Like, he I does. Don't want to, he likes to be a wet blanket. I don't need That's it Joel's to be name. literally <laughs> anything. But, but like we're, we're comparing it to Toy Story. Toy Story kind of had its own rules, but they were able able to kind of you know build that world. And the first Wreck It Ralph did that. But this one, I kind of felt it was starting to bend it, you know, with that internet stuff. Also, I'm confused. Okay, so in the first one, they set up that Wreck It Ralph, like in the computer or you know in in the video game, that's where he's three dimensional. That's the movie's interpretation of what they look like. But to us humans through the screen, he's eight bit, right? Yeah, eight bit. Mm. Yeah. La- later on in this movie, we've got him like making YouTube videos that like real humans are enjoying, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute! So all of a sudden, he has a voice now, like, and he's this three D rendered creature that. <laughs> actual humans are watching on YouTube. Like they didn't even try to explain that. Which, I didn't even. I didn't think anything in, of in a it. better movie. I didn't, I wouldn't either, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think anything now, of it. Now, I'm the only one. Uh, no, listen. I agree with that too because I feel like this is like like what was like the okay the, not to get off on a tangent on the new Ghostbusters, but like this is one of those movies where it's mm. like there's a big discovery. Like the new Ghostbusters. You're talking it, about the lady Ghostbusters. No, no, no. The new, no, new the new one. one? Yeah. Okay. The I just wanted to okay. like, not old new. Yeah, the, the, where the kids go, oh, what are Ghostbusters? And I'm like, this world has proven that there is life after death. Like, this should be a fundamental right. thing they teach in schools. Yeah, humanity. And this one, the idea, like, if we were all got on YouTube and they're like, these these uh, internet videos are popping up and we don't know, uh, you know, who made them or Who's where they're coming them? from. And it's like, all of a sudden, like, we all learned that Pac-Man had a soul and, like, could talk in, like, autonomy of some sort. We'd all be like, yes. this changes everything. Like, like well, you know, instead so of just I like, <laughs> they make can win video. eBay listings. Computer <laughs> characters yes. can win eBay listings. Yeah. And, and steal money, apparently. Well, I didn't. So when Ralph goes and makes all those videos, I thought that the humans were interpreting it as someone animated Ralph to make those videos. That's right. what I thought too. And well, don't... that's your imagination because I don't think the film ever says that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, they say, I they say something. They the say dots. who's making these. There's something where they go, no one knows who's making these. Yeah. I will say there is part of me that goes, well, yeah, but like, first of all, there's a way to find out if it's trending that yeah. much. Someone would find like here's again. It's me being so technical. It's me being the guy going. Actually, the cloud isn't actually a cloud. Like it's yeah, you know I know how they work. So up. like yeah, but it's still like. Kind of that that part didn't bother me so much as like I I don't know I like some of the representations of what they did like the guys with the vacuum sucking up the the flower the the, the likes yes, yes they apparently the, the look, banner ads as panhandlers are is brilliant the, I agree yes there. I I so there's a distinct there's two different types of people in the internet according to the lore <laughs> big quotation marks of rack of Wreck It Ralph it's the net users which are the Funko Pop looking people. And then the uh, netizens is what like spamly is, and I like, yeah. like Tron. It's the difference between like Voice they, by they, Bill they Hader. Even, they yeah. even reference Tron in this movie, which is kind of fitting because they basically do that. This is Ralph's version okay. of Tron. There's another example. Thank you. I forgot about the Tron thing because aren't we introduced to the concept that like if they die outside of their game in another game, then mm-hmm. it's curtains up for them, right? So yeah. you're gonna go visit Tron and do the light cycle and do the light cycle in yeah. your life, yeah. Another uh, game's hands <laughs> playing it fast and loose. Yeah, I, I just, it, it, and again, it's the difference between like let's go try something that's dangerous and like, but you're immortal if you exist in this world. You wouldn't. I don't know. It's true. No, we're we're now getting very into the weeds of like the things that we're. No, yeah. you're right. There are legitimate things to complain about with this movie. <laughs> um, and, and one more thing, you know, you guys were uh, um. You were enjoying the relationship between Ralph and Vanellope at the beginning. I got to say right off the bat, and maybe I was primed, and I was, 
to mm-hmm. to kind of already pre-hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there have been times when I've been surprised. Joe has joking attest to that. We have a guilty pleasures or pleasant surprises sometimes, movies we think are going to suck. Um, so I, I was already kind of primed to, to not enjoy what was going to be presented. But then I just thought the writing wasn't nearly as clever or no. funny yeah, as, I would as it was in that. the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of these performers, of- they are reading their butts off trying to make this stuff believable, trying Something to make this stuff sound there. earnest. Uh, John C. Riley, bless him, has given this 120%. But I yeah, no, the, well, the script is terrible john c Riley came back after they'd had ralph in like apparently he's in a sonic all-stars racing game he was in disney infinity he was in stuff and it wasn't john c Riley; it was someone else and john c Riley was like i miss this character so he came back he specifically said i want to come back and do this <laughs> poor guy this, this is like ewan mcgregor uh winning obi-wan kenobi and thinking yes i'm gonna be obi-wan kenobi in three movies that's gonna be brilliant. <laughs> uh, Actually, it's uh, six episodes of the show. I want to talk <laughs> real quick off topic about the that's one it. thing that really bothered me about the Obi Wan Kenobi series, and that's that every day at the end of the day at his meat packing desert thing, they would just blow a whistle and everyone would just walk away, and no one wrapped up the meat. No one did yeah, anything. It just saw, sits maybe out there. Somebody did. No, it just sits out there in the desert <laughs> waiting for the next day. It you don't BS. know. Maybe they've got the thing that Robots. like he hits the button when everybody leaves and automatically wraps everything. I didn't see it. Didn't happen. Happened. So, <laughs> so, um, I do you think if this movie had come out via like Aladdin two Return of Jafar style, where it was like less money was oh, spent, straight to video, straight to video, it, I would have. I think I would have been more okay with it because it's. No. I, I, oh, I think this would have been great as a series because Return maybe. of Jafar is by is like a far superior that's, film. To that's that. a, yeah, that's I a, also a, love that, Return that, of yeah, Jafar. Yeah, that's the the the, the uh, using the Latin term diamond in the rough of the Disney sequels. But yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, let, the other thing I wanted to say just real quick before we get to some facts, it's also representing something like I, and this is a problem you and I have, and we've talked about this. Where we'll watch a movie at home, we saw everything everywhere all at once in the theater, and it was just such a good experience mm. because we were forced to watch the we screen. We were forced to not pause it. We were forced to not leave. You know what I mean? Or, and they or look at our phone. As somebody who is yes. halfway through that movie at home on Showtime, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. like I and there's something there's something that happens towards the end of the movie where you're reading subtitles, and I'll just leave it at that since you probably haven't gotten there yet. And, and it's pitch quiet. It's, it's pitch it was quiet, so good but you can, but everybody laughs when they get to the same part in the subtitle reading it, right? Like there's a cool oh, experience of like you're all, and I feel like the pandemic ruined us in one way because we watched so much at home that I kind of yep. forgot what it's like to experience a movie like with strangers. And I feel like Absolutely. everything everywhere mm-hmm. all at once kind of reminded me of that again. So this movie is like, what if we took the parts where you're looking at your phone and going on the internet and then you're like, oh, let me look up and recheck in on this movie. Oh, it's the same stuff that's happening. Okay. So like you're not, yeah. there's no, there's no break. It, it, I, I will say when you were, we were talking about all the, you said Carvana and Carvana, did you see Carvana? Yeah, I saw it. Okay. I wrote it down. I yeah, know no, that was an actual that, thing that I was, saw. If it was just something you thought of because there's a lot of Carvana ads on Hulu. And to me, this movie feels like, what if we could incorporate the Hulu ads into the movie so that like the like if I watch this on Hulu <laughs> and then it went away from like going through all these websites to then advertise the websites, I would you like never know. throw my television. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. just like too much. It's diabolical. Um let's let's go into a little bit of how facts it was about made. this movie. Well, I don't think sure. there's much about how the movie was made that wasn't just 
because this movie is all about content. It's That's there's true. not a, there's one really While big cool content. Which is weird. There's yeah. one really big, cool technical achievement in it that I want to hold off till the end because I did not know this Ooh, was a yeah. movie. Yeah, I will I say wanna... that was we were we were pretty excited yeah. to kind of watch how that happens. So and we'll, we'll get to we'll that. actually talk about oh. that when we get to it in our in our run through. Um, I don't have I a lot wait. that I haven't already talked about. I wanted to point out that uh, knows more. Uh, like I, uh, uh, Alan Tudyk based that on Truman Capote and Droopy Dog. Oh, which I thought okay. was a funny combination <laughs> of those two totally things. Totally a character that all the kids watching this movie would get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's well, Truman Capote, right, Dad? I like Nose more. I, I, liked, I, I did like his, like, again, I don't think I'd watch this movie again. I think I'd just pick my favorite parts and watch them on YouTube. Like, that'd be it. But, like, yeah. his, his. What are your of, favorite parts? I like. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Alan Tudyk, I'm sorry, real Go quick. Ahead. Speaking of Alan Tudyk, now we're going to talk about, like, one of the things that, like, it's the, it's the diehard effect, right? Like, if you have a great hero to have that, you need a great villain. And this movie <laughs> didn't really have a villain, or right. it, like, the, the conflict seemed really manufactured. Uh, it, yes. it wasn't organic at all, and they they didn't seem to really be working opposed anything again until like the third act when suddenly they go to the dark net and like okay right. But that was one of the things also that worked for the first movie where you kind of had this story about like hey did you hear about I can't remember the character's name do you hear about what's his name he went turbo yeah that's right it was turbo he went yeah. turbo and then like you're the whole time like they're saying that. And you're not really thinking much of it, but they're planting that seed into you subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Then when the reveal happens that this is Turbo, he's King Candy. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And I was watching this movie waiting for something like that to happen. I was waiting mm-hmm. for Yes to end up being like the villain or something or or that. Uh, the real the, enemy the, was himself, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> the enemy were the friends you made along the way. Wait, no. Um, yeah, exactly. Um so apparently, no, Danny- I do one second before we move on yeah, from sure. that, I just want to pile on because, yeah, about 30 minutes in, like I lost track of the through line because we're at the point where, oh, you need the we're doing the race to get the money so we can win the eBay so we can get the steering wheel so we can fix the game. There's like five levels removed. It, it, it was like the Phantom feels Menace. Much like a video it's game. Like, <laughs> it was like the Phantom Menace trying to get like, yeah. we need to get the, the win the race to get the, the money to get the part, but yeah. also to get the boy. Like, it's, it's oh, my God. Quests. Yeah. Why is, who is Shank? Why is Shank here? Why are we introduced to this character? Now, I, mean, initially, I, really, I that's honestly my thought that was going to be a love interest for, for Ralph. I thought that was where they were going to go with it. I, a love interest for me. I, oh <laughs> all right. Um, so <laughs> as someone who worked oh on God. Saints Row, I enjoyed the, 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 the slaughterer race or whatever stuff when the, yeah, yeah. When, the do- when the when the shark came out of the sewer and ate the pit bull. That, yeah, was that, that was the um, So... Oh gosh, what were you saying to back up? This? Oh, the bad guys. So apparently, Danny Two Heads or whatever his name was <laughs> was yeah. apparently a, the, the guy who's Alfred Molina. And I was like, Alfred Molina is playing this guy for like two seconds. He was originally like throughout the whole movie, and it was oh, like wow. I think he was the Spamly character, and like Ralph oh. like lost Vanellope earlier and was like palling around with Spamly, and it was. Or not Spamly, uh, Danny Two Face. Well, I don't know what his name was. And like that yeah. guy was, he was, he could, he was a replicator virus. And if you touched him, it replicated. And it mm-hmm. was, it was this really gross animation where you touch him, and the the goiter head on his oh, no. on his neck would like spit out something, and then it would turn into whatever he had touched him. 
Ah, and, some Matrix stuff. Yeah, so you can understand why they kind of changed that. Also, do you guys still own George's Goiter on Twitter, or is that... I do, <laughs> I yes, follow us do. on Twitter at George's <laughs> yeah. Goiter. George's Goiter. George Lucas's Goiter has a Twitter account. Okay, um, but yes, yeah, so they cut that guy back, but apparently still wanted to pay Alfred Molina-level dollars for it. I guess they probably had to at that point after they had him, Damn. but... Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. But but I think what's that, the story with Bill Hader? As long as we're talking, he's about not credited. Actors. Oh, of interesting. Course. Why? What's going on? I don't know. All the thing I found was for some reason Bill Hader is not credited. That, yeah, that's that's the thought, right? That he uh, wanted to have his name removed. But I had read yeah. somewhere that maybe it had to do with his kids. Like he had done a voice in another movie, and his daughter saw it with him and was upset when she realized he had done a voice in it because it kind of broke that barrier. Uh, between reality and whatever. Anyway, that's maybe, probably maybe BS it was Inside Out, but apocryphal. I will say I I don't think this movie is so offensive that you'd be like, get me off this thing. Especially Bill Hader's right? been in some junk, so I don't. Th- it's got to be something else or like and maybe he does it has a great job. Do, in this. Maybe it has. Yeah, something, yeah. He I like Spamly Spamly. You know, he that the just great. Basically, Bill Hader is in a, in a, with a Boston accent. But the biggest thing about <laughs> this movie is not so much how it was made, but just again the sheer number of. Th- references and 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 things in it so with that in mind i watched a, a thing that was a, a youtube video that was all the things you missed in wreck it ralph no ralph breaks the internet so i am now gonna do a speed going round. going to try to do a speed round because oh, wow. literally this guy was so in it he would point it out that litwax arcade and the first one only has six layers of terracotta tile on the roof and this time has 11 and he's oh wondering, my so goodness i didn't okay. get down everything wow. but i'm gonna get down wow. so, <clears throat> number one you realize that six years have passed mm-hmm. because in the first one it says happy fifth birthday Susie" on the sign and now it says happy 11th birthday Susie." oh there is a okay. hidden mickey in vanellope's hair candy heart that wasn't yep. there in the first movie uh Mr. Litwack has a few things in his office. He has the actual Jerry Vole record on his desk from Utopia. Oh, interesting. There's a lot of reused assets, a ton in this movie. Yeah. Uh, He has the Reptilator poster, which was Fred's favorite comic from Big Hero 6. The iMac computer, instead of an Apple, has a hidden Mickey. Uh, oh, I forgot to point out that Nosemore's eyes are hand drawn, like Maui's oh. tattoos. They are not huh. computer animated, which oh. I think was kind of oh, cool. Oh wow, I didn't know that. I like that. Speaking of hey, Maui, real quick. Th- oh, go ahead. I, I had a, a question about the animation in general because mm-hmm. um, you know we were talking about you know maybe saving money. Could this have been a lower budget? Um, maybe, but it wouldn't look nearly as beautiful as it does now. Like I watched this on a nice 4K TV with the image. It popped off the screen there's some top-notch animation in here i know you guys are both fans of animation mm-hmm. yeah. um, and one of the things i love most about these disney uh animated movies that they've gone from 2d into 3d they've kind of maintained that that um key framing aspect of the animation there's no like motion capture like you would see on a video game right there's some yeah. so like the, i will say the big thing in this movie is crowds and that'll again come into play when we well, talk about the villain yeah but like they there this was one of the most characters movie and the biggest crowds like the crowd team apparently kept leaving notes for the other teams when decisions were made that they that would like that was really like hey we heard that you want x many more people and you want them to all be individual thank you for this this is a great decision like they would just leave like passive aggressive oh, notes to people. Oh, <laughs> Um, okay, well, maybe not the background characters, but the main characters themselves, specifically yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Shank and uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the titular characters. Yeah, um, and I will say there was one thing that I, because I always obsess over hair and water, but one thing that I noticed yes. that I thought looked like you could touch it 
was the band, the, the necklace, ribbon. the ribbon on the heart that Vanellope gives him. It's like mm. sparkly and pink and they make this yeah. stretchy ribbon and it looked exactly like what you see in the store. Like that yeah. was like yeah. so detailed. And so it's like moments like that. I agree with you, Joel. Like I'm always fascinated about how they do that and how they get that realistic. And it's like, even though, you know, we've talked already a lot about what we're frustrated with, with the film, like there or the movie, there was, there were moments like that, that I was excited to I, see things like that. I think only Disney could bring, and I know you guys are probably going to disagree with me, this much life to a soulless project. Like, there was stuff I really enjoyed. I totally disagree, Ryan. <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, that's, like, it's, it's, <laughs> definitely it's, agree. there's no better version of this movie than this movie. Yeah. I don't think there's a completely yeah, yes. different story except, otherwise. Except Tron. <laughs> Tron was a better version of this movie. <laughs> well, I, I will say when you keep bringing up Tron, I like that in Tron they're like so revered in the users and this version of it is them being like, yeah, we just, I, I have a job. I have to like do these ads for these guys who walk around my world. Like, and I think that maybe yes. they leaned into that and the idea of the netizens just being like over, like even like using the Tron metaphor. I'd love to see uh -huh. a Tron movie now where like Tron people are just, over users they're like yeah we see them all uh, the time they're annoying they're, awful. Cool. they're they're planning a revolt that's true right but i mean more of i like the the average <laughs> joe like blue collar worker being like oh these oh. schmucks are back <laughs> okay gotcha like a, a like a computer program going home at the end of a hard day <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll, for, you'll have to forgive joe he's done a 10-year journey to get people to care about trying again Sweet, dude, everybody cares about Tron. What are you talking well, about? I mean, they are making a third movie there. Check out. And the okay. ride, the ride just opened. Is, is going huge. See, yeah, they just opened a ride. They opened a ride, Joel. Um, the, the, sign that, the sign that says "Sassy Housewives uh, in Your Area Want to Meet You" is a picture of of Aunt Cass from Big Hero Six. Oh, that's fun. In that kind of <laughs> meme position she's in, that made everyone lust over her i guess uh here are some things that are up for auction at e ebay maui's hook uh anna's toy horse from frozen a rubber ducky from the snuggly duckling a unicorn from the bandit song entangled rapunzel's frying pan and the guy doing the auctioneer for the steering wheel i did not get his name but he is was that year's winner of the world auctioneering championships oh wow. <laughs> um so they really no expense yeah exactly yeah. uh really deep cut there if you look if you look at the ebay listing co-director phil johnson is the one selling the steering wheel uh the avatar killed by ralph throwing the sign is a youtube celeb i had her name i'll look for a little bit later um she's the one who's like miranda sings uh, and she would do these like bad singing she had a show on netflix for a while anyway she apparently used to work at disneyland and got kicked out because she would in integrate her character into her performances that eventually became her YouTube character. Mm. Cool. Wow. Okay. So in the background, <laughs> there's art from Paper Man. Oh, that's uh, fun. Sweet, well, that's right. I love Paper Man. Yeah, Sweet same. Tooth from Twisted Metal's truck is in Slaughter Race. Sure because is. Apparently, Twisted Metal had a lot to do with that. Uh, the unhoused guy, which my spell check changed to unhorsed guy, who <laughs> they knock the coffee mug out of his hand. That is Flash's coffee mug from Zootopia. The Darknet uh, has Y2K references, AOL, GeoCities, etc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a hidden Mickey in the cat video in Yes's office. 
There is a figment from Epcot figurine in the office that is watching all the Ralph videos. Oh, that's fun. I don't know how to get figment on this podcast. I love figment. I love figment, too. Who's got even less of a cultural uh, footprint than Tron at this point. Uh, (laughs) I have a figment stuffed animal in the other room. Figment will be alive and well in our home forever. (laughs) In our heart, in our home. (laughs) Um, One of the videos on the BuzzTube videos up at the top banner is Hey Hey Freaking Out on the boat from uh, Moana. There's a San Francisco calendar on the wall in that office, as well as an Olaf Sunny Beach postcard and Bell Weathers mug from Zootopia. When they I have should. a bit of trivia when it comes to a voices. So, so basically, there's a whole lot of references in this movie to much better films <laughs> that I could have spent my time watching. <laughs> the whole time you're going, I feel like, man, I really want to watch this. Yeah, like, man, I want to watch Zootopia. I, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Joel, what you were saying? I, I, I do appreciate a bit, a bit of trivia as far as a voice ca- casting goes that um, you hear Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear uh, mm-hmm. in, in one moment. But it's not actually, it, it wasn't bespoke for this film. It's a canned line that they pulled from one of the other uh, Toy Story movies. However, uh, C-3PO shows up and you bet your <laughs> that uh, Anthony Daniels got behind the mic to record the Language. one and a half lines he had for Come this on, film. Come on, man. Now, no, now, that was Vin Diesel doing Groot later, but do we know if those were recorded for this or that, again, they just held the Groot I think, I think even, toy uh, Groot up to up. a microphone? Everybody but Tim Allen. Yeah. Then they just held the Buzz Lightyear figure up to the microphone and pulled the string and we're like go um, <laughs> we own much. you tim Allen. <laughs> um let's yes. see there's when they show the internet globe uh there's a bunch of hidden mickeys when they go to oh my disney there are a bunch of shady hotels around there that their names are the actual motels that sprung up when disney world was created or maybe it was huh? disneyland <laughs> because i think it was disney world because walt's big thing was he didn't buy enough land to keep those things so people did these really tiny motels around there so those are making fun yeah. of them okay here we go um hey, hey, hold on regarding the uh oh my disney url i got a bit of trivia on that too because i also did my homework uh the <laughs> all um, right what the hell was that? it was originally <laughs> by the time this movie took so long to do i'm just taking a pot shot to <laughs> what have i done to you other than like <laughs> tron <laughs> listen to our podcast where we actually do like each other i swear um no um where was I going? Which one was it? it was, I don't it was, know. Oh, my Here, Disney. Ryan, was cut it? this out. Ryan, Ryan, cut this <laughs> out. The, the, oh, oh, my, oh, my the, oh, my Disney. They had to change that because originally it was supposed to be Disney Infinity. Mm-hmm. By the time when they started making this movie, that's what they were kind of building that world around. And then, of course, Disney Infinity went kaput and uh, they, they changed it. Oh, my Disney. I have a box of every that. figure that they made yeah. in my I garage. Right say, I think in our episode we talked about. Yeah, right. Okay, we like yeah, yeah, talked yeah. about Disney Infinity. Yeah. All right. So I am now going to try and go through all the things as, as much things as I can as they come in the Oh, my Disney scene. All right. Hidden, hidden Mickey's galore, including the spotlight is Hidden Mickey, the ground is uh, covered with Hidden Mickey's. You see Iron Man, Cars, the Blue Fairy from Pinocchio, Gazelle from Zootopia. Uh, there's a Frozen reference, Big Hero 6, the Hero House from Up, Kermit the Frog, X-Wing chasing yeah. the TIE Fighter, the Death Star is in the background. Uh, I have Arroyo here. I don't know what that is. I'm blaming uh, autocorrect. <laughs> there's the Fantasia hat. My favorite rice. There's the Fantasia hat, and at the top is uh, Mickey in the sorcerer's outfit doing, you know, conducting stuff. That was animated by Mark Hinn, who is who was a consultant on this and was the um, lead animator for Jasmine and mm. Belle, like a lot of the princesses. Oh. 
there's Cap Shield. There's Eve from Wally. Dumbo, Sleeping Beauty, Steamboat Willie, a Darth Maul. There's a bunch of yep. uh, characters that are walking around as uh, the the net users. Darth Maul, Eeyore, of course, Clarabelle the cow. Uh, there is some. Uh, the other thing Mark Hinn uh, animated going around the background is Humphrey the Bear and Ranger Dave from an old Disney cartoon called In the Bag, which is a pretty deep cut. Uh, <laughs> the front of the Small World ride, you see Beaker, Mjolnir, Winnie the Pooh, The Nightmare Before Christmas Hill, Gamora, Kylo Ren, Stan Lee, Judy Hopp and Rocket Raccoon talking, possibly how Rocket does not want to be referred to as a bunny. Uh, <laughs> hey Hey is on the craft service table. There's also apparently serving the night howler balls from Zootopia. Oh, that's fun. In the craft service, which doesn't quite make six pan shadow is there. Push the trash can from the Epcot Center. If anybody know push the trash yes. can, the talking trash can. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an A13 sign in the princess's room. We'll go to the princess a little bit. You can see Lumiere, the the magic carpet, Mushu. I missed most of this. For some reason, there's a Batman <laughs> yeah. 66 transition. I don't understand why they use that. Where they go, yeah. Thank you. Like, that was it's yeah, so that random. Was out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that feels like if they literally were like, we need a transition here. Ryan, what should we use? Like, that's the first thing I'm going to think of in almost every joke. But why yeah. is that in this movie <laughs> that they're like, we have so much IP to pull from. They do not own yeah. Batman 66. They could have done, they could have done a Lucas wipe instead. Uh, yeah. Pascal <laughs> is in there. There's the Arendelle uh, snow globe. Um, I have what's on all the princesses' shirts, but I think we'll get to that when we get I to the scene. I liked some of what was on I, the I princesses' shirt. Yeah, that, well, those are fun. Don't worry. I read because that. I, I thought it was really clever. I, yeah. <laughs> I also have links to where you can get all the princesses' shirts. Oh, my yeah, right, of course. <laughs> and then this is where I kind of Gotta make that money. Uh, there's a one-legged pigeon in the Slaughter Race song. That's also funny because that music was actually written by Alan Minken, who wrote a lot <laughs> of the uh, Disney <laughs> princess songs. Them. Little Mermaid, yeah. He uh, did the music, yes. Um, but there's a one-legged pigeon in that thing, which I believe is a reference to Enchanted, because they wanted to get uh, Amy Adams. What's her name in, in, oh my in gosh. Enchanted? As much yeah. as we like Enchanted. What is her character's name? Enchanted. Know. Okay, yeah, so let's just go with Enchanted it. from Enchanted. <laughs> um, they wanted to get her, but this is, they actually, this goes back into something we mentioned that episode that they wanted her to be in the princess line, but like it would be using Amy Adams's Face. likeness. So they were like, well, oh, she, yep. they're like, great. Every time you sell us a toy, you have to pay me directly. And Disney was like, no. So she's not in there. So that was, I think, a reference to uh, Enchanted. The hatchet that comes in her head is from the Snuggly Duckling. The license plate in the shark is actually the license, not actually, but it's the same license plate from Jaws. Uh, yeah. The streets in Slaughter Lane are all named after uh, the crew and other Disney people, and A1114, A114 is in the code in the virus later. There were more stuff, but at this point, I needed to do something else with my life. So <laughs> I went on from there. Um, I, I think anything else I have as a fact, I will just pipe up with when we get into it. Does anybody have anything else before we... We allow the listeners to watch the movie before we go into the actual plot. Uh, I'm good, I think. Do you guys have anything else you want to pipe in with? Did everybody stick around through the credits to see yes. uh, mm-hmm. us all get rickrolled? At the I end? did not see that. Yeah. So there is two credit sequences. Oh, we watched one. We, again, continued on with our life. Um, we watched the first <laughs> one, which was the trailer scene that everyone went crazy for, and then they decided to take it out of the movie and then add that part at the beginning where it's like, 
mom i like the tr- the movie was in the trailer the show p- the the scene was in the trailer but it wasn't in the movie like mm-hmm. by the way that little girl looks a lot like baby moana and apparently the mom names her mo yeah yeah is, like her name yeah. is mo so interesting but then there's another thing at the end where they're like stay tuned for a special sneak preview of frozen 2 and then they do ralph and felix doing the rick roll video yeah yeah oh uh, so great. we'll have to look that up later no so That's the um, perfect way to end a movie about no. the internet, right? <laughs> no. um, yeah, at that point, I, listen, like this movie does kind of exemplify a lot of things I'm kind of over. And like if a movie doesn't have a, 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 a post credit scene, I'm usually happy about that. Like th- all the IP, like I, I don't know. There's a lot of that. So that, yeah. I don't need to see that Rick Cool video. But okay. anybody got anything else? We're <laughs> ready to. No, let, I mean, let's get into this. Let's let's talk about the the quote unquote plot. <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners, the plot. listeners, it's time for you to take the VHS Ooh. out of the clamshell and stick it in the VCR. We'll see you on the other side, listeners. All right, listeners, we are back. Uh, you know how we feel because we kind of said that in the beginning. Well, but now, now hold on, I do, I do think, <laughs> and don't take this the wrong way, guys. But I do feel like you guys are more prone to like let's pick apart a movie, and typically we're like we liked it. You liked it. Do we get your opinion on it? Like, I thought it was fine. Yeah, like anything else, I think it's too long. I think Disney movies in general are too long. Uh, they do not need yeah. to be this long. Like Preach. because we've done the whole catalog. I know what a Disney movie is that's shorter. I know what one that's longer. And I think they can achieve amazing results with both. But I do feel like this could have been edited. This you came, could have done another pass to like shave some time. Two hours. Back. You it came, could have been well, much stronger had you it came, been shorter. Yeah. You, you came back late. I did, but I came, back with pe- I came back with Home Slice. You came back with pizza, so that so was that great. Helped. Um, and you looked at the thing where I, we're on Disney Plus. It said two hours and one minute. And you went, oh, God. Now, if you go on IMDb and you, you know, there's a spot for trivia and you can look up stuff. One of the trivia I saw on there was legitimately this movie has 13 minutes of credits. That was not a, that's yes. not trivia. That's a complaint. Like, that's yeah. Someone, yeah. This movie has 13 <laughs> minutes of but credits. But still, it's just shy of two hours. Like, yes. it's still a, pretty much a two hour movie. Even if it's not two hours exactly, it feels it, like it's yeah, it felt, yeah. yeah. It felt double the length. How long was the first one? It was, it was, it was hour 40. Hour yeah. 40. Hour 40. Okay. Which is still, so even that's, that's getting long. It. Yeah. Yeah. They used to be 75 minutes. Yeah. You were in and out. Mm-hmm. You could, yeah. you know, Go eat dinner. But, it was great. Yeah, I don't know where they got voice. all those know, plays at the movie theater, man. They get more spins at the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we open on Litwax, 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 and Ralph and Vanellope are talking. They're hanging out in Game Central Station, and they're kind of palling around. We see them as BFFs, and they go to play the Tron game, and it's broken, and they get stuck. And this is where Vanellope is wondering, like, is there more to life? And so. I do like get that bit with her, like second guessing, like I'm kind of bored with my game. But again, it's I don't know. It's good to introduce existential crisis to children. That's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just two years. They got to learn it. Hit. They got to learn it sometime. <laughs> um, I just want to point out real quick. Liquax Arcade is located in the fictional town of Los Aberritos, California. Los Aberrito is Spanish for the board. Oh, like board as in what some of us were during this movie yes they get a new plug alert 
and they realize it's Wi-Fi. And how does Sonic know what Wi-Fi is? Like that was my like I was really fixated on that. Like Sonic explains what Wi-Fi is, but how does Sonic know about it and no one else does? Also, is there a Sonic arcade game? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I know it's a little thing, but I was just like, I don't understand why it's Sonic who has to explain it or whatever. But I mean, he has he had a game on the on the Sega Saturn, and I think that had Wi-Fi capability. Is there a racing game that maybe Sonic is a uh, player that, in? Okay, was on arcade Sonic Racing had Wi-Fi or it had just internet connection. I mean, it had internet connection, but I'm pretty sure they had like a Wi-Fi adapter because the PS2 had a Wi-Fi adapter at one point. Maybe. And Saturn came out after that. Do you want right. to point out that uh, Sonic in this was voiced by Roger Craig Smith, who had been voicing uh, the voice of Sonic since 2010. And though the voice uh, Kate Higgins, who does Tails, was not in this movie as Tails. She was in this movie as Princess Aurora. Oh. Princess Aurora <laughs> being the only... Uh, Mary Costa was the only living original voice actress not to reprise her role as her Disney princess. Because I do think that's cool. They, she felt she couldn't properly portray a 16-year-old voice <laughs> at that age. Mm. She did or uh, the producers did? That was uh, editorializing on my part. You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're not allowed to go into the Wi-Fi surge protector, right? That's that character's name? Yes. The guy who's Who like kind of like the, the police. Directors. Uh, and so Vanellope wants more. She wants a change. She keeps talking about this. And so Ralph decides he's going to build her a new track, which then messes everything up with Vanellope's game because the player tries to control when Vanellope goes off this track. The player is trying to steer it the other way and she breaks the steering wheel right off the game system. And I feel like that's probably pretty hard to do, right? To just like pull that For steering wheel you, off maybe flex flex <laughs> <laughs> those, those things are usually designed to take up uh, some punishment yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but, but she's yeah, like a 12 I year mean, old girl as as far as like and, and here's the thing like as far as plot devices to kind of move things forward i guess they could have done worse uh you know it, it is kind of a perfect uh meatball to serve up to go into the <laughs> internet thing that they're looking on ebay yeah uh let's find this thing so i mean that that's kind of organic, I've, he says, questionably. I've never heard the term, that's a perfect meatball. That was the most New York Italian-American. Like, <laughs> you could, you it's, a, it's a baseball it's a, reference. You serve up a meatball. Oh, okay. Yeah, my dad always yeah. say throw him the meat or throw him the heat. Yeah, but I've never I imagine it's like, that's a perfect meatball. (laughs) (laughs) That's racist, sir. I'm offended. (laughs) So they realize that uh, it's, how much is it? It's like $200 on eBay or something, but it's too high. It's too expensive. This video video I watched about all the references broke down that if that game was only bringing in $200 or less a year, (laughs) like how, like Wreck-It Ralph 3 will be about how Litwax Arcade is closed. Closed. (laughs) (laughs) I had that thought too. Yeah. Uh, So he's just going to sell Sugar Rush for parts and unplug the game. So... Everyone becomes homeless from the game when he unplugs it. And that is almost an identical scene to when they have to get everybody out of the game when Turbo like goes crazy. Like everybody comes into yeah. Game Central Station. Surge Protector makes a comment that he hasn't seen this many unhoused uh, games since Space Invaders. Yet in the next scene, Space Invaders is plugged in and well. 
Skin is full of floss. Uh, so they're trying to find homes for everyone. So we're with Felix and he's trying to get his neighbors to like take people in. And then Felix and uh, is it Tammy? Is that her first name? A Sergeant Calhoun. Calhoun. I never don't remember her first name from the first. I have Tammy right in here. Yeah, so they must say it at some point. But they take in the fifteen racers, so they've adopted fifteen children. And that felt like something we should be like, like they should have either cut out that whole thing. Thank or you. like yes. kept coming back to it and how like they were dealing with it. how so, they like, were learning to be parents. Yeah, I think they probably been... did in the two and a half hour director's cut of Wreck-It <laughs> Ralph 2. <laughs> but then the that internet. defeats the gag at the end where they talk about their secret to being good parents. And it gets like, you know, uh, muddled over. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. He got a, sensi- got he got a sensible <laughs> chuckle from me. He did me. get a chuckle from us, but Look, I get Joel, it. You're not a parent. You wouldn't know. <laughs> That's also yeah, but I know true. comedy. Joe. What if what if you're in that Boy, theater? <laughs> what if you're in that theater and there's like a giant thunderous applause of like, yeah! <laughs> like all these all the parents were there with their kids. Un- underestimated. <laughs> uh, but at some point, Vanellope tells Ralph that their friendship isn't enough for her. She needs more. So Ralph decides Ouch. he's. Yeah, it's a burn. So Ralph decides he's going to go to the internet, to eBay, to get the steering wheel, and Felix is going to cover for him. Again, it would have been interesting to see like how that all works. Because in yeah. the original, they do go back and forth to like what's yeah. going on when Ralph isn't there and, and whatnot. Like It felt like Austin Powers 2, where they try to explain time travel, and they're like, don't <laughs> think about it too much, Austin, and then like turn to the, the, they the, look at the, the camera. Look at the yeah. audience. That goes for you, too. That's what it felt like. It's like, wait, the whole first movie was, what happens if Ralph leaves the game? And this one was like, mm. well, yeah. Ralph's leaving the game, and Felix is like, I got it. Thumbs up. I got it. Yeah. I got you covered. <laughs> so uh, he takes Penelope, and it's empty in the router, and we realize it's because it's not on yet. And so then that's when they ride the Ethernet cable, but then it turns into the out door electrical and yeah don't worry about it like turns into how that all travels yeah. again i majored in electrical engineering and i didn't know so if i don't need to know it then you out there don't need to know it yeah I, but I, I do like i do like how litwick's uh 1998 uh circa imac g3 like the 56k modem yeah. is what he's using to connect to the internet like dude you're not getting any youtube videos on that thing <laughs> uh but this is where we also start to see Vanellope still has her glitch and it seems like the more worried and anxious she is is what makes her glitch more when she's nervous or mm-hmm. any of that type of stuff and then this is where we meet Nosemore and I did like Nosemore I thought he was funny and he gave me a few laughs and like having that search bar I thought that that was kind of fun and again I liked whenever they created like that type of a character or the pop-ups like they're very funny things because as you navigate the internet you're like, oh, yeah, that's really annoying that those pop-ups are always there. And, like, I thought the way that they depicted them in the world was kind of fun. There's generalities of the internet that I think are time are, are, are fairly timeless, but, like, anything that got specific. And they said in the thing I watched where they're like, well, we didn't want people to think this was, like, a made-up fantasy land that we came up with. And we wanted them to know that it was the internet. And I was like, all this stuff's not going to be there. And then you're like, yeah. Yeah, like, and, and to me, <laughs> the made-up... Yeah. yeah, the made-up stuff was what was more charming or funny or whatever. The mm. stuff that exists, I could, like, do without. But it's just the whole thought about making a movie based on just the worst possible experience of the internet. Like we gave life to pop-ups and spam ads. Here's the comment section. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The comment section, we'll we'll jump into that a little bit, but like, I feel like that comes and goes. I was like, 
I, I thought that was going to be more. It felt like they just went like comment section sucks. It felt like let's do a whole scene, which probably cost eight million dollars to just generate that whole scene, or let, let's say one million, yeah. and like it was just them to go. No one likes comment sections. <laughs> like, Don't read like the comments. artists will, hate comment sections. I will sections. say, as soon as we saw him walk into the comment section, we both went. We went. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> so, so you know, I mean, I do feel like you relate to that in that way. But yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie. But. They bid. They don't realize that they're bidding money. They just think it's like the highest number wins and then you win the bid. And so they wind up bidding twenty seven thousand and one cent or one dollar for the steering wheel. And then when they get to the checkout, they realize they need a credit card number to pay for it. And that's when they realize that to get the steering wheel, they now have to pay all this money. Uh, I did like the joke when he throws the sign and crushes that avatar that YouTube person you were talking yes. about i like that the inter- internet connection for that person's lost i thought that was kind of just a funny yeah. way to decide apparently that. that scene was just so that later when all the ralph clones start murdering everybody they everyone would be okay yes. with it. the fact that yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't actual people They're not real people mm-hmm. yeah uh the pop-up blocker i have a slap that and I said that was funny. I don't remember. Oh, the spam guy tries to go to someone and then a pop up blocker jumps up and is like, "Get out of here!" And oh, like, yeah. I just, that <laughs> was just like a funny moment. But he's it's family. He's like, "I can like, get, do you want to make money playing video games or like make money off video games or whatever?" And so they follow him. He takes them to his website and it's loot hunting for video games. And I liked Gord. That was a really weird. What was Gord? I don't know what Gord was. He was very bizarre, but I did think it was just funny that he just always shows up and like scares them. But it was just like <laughs> it's a very- funny character. But yeah, it, it seemed like it, out of it, place. It felt uh, yeah. like these are all supposed to be like video game characters. Yeah, and here's this thing that doesn't exist anywhere it was uh, really just, weird some, some artists thought it would be funny yeah it was weird and that's why i liked it but i yeah i get what you're saying it feels very out of place in the rest of the world if you had told me that disney was simultaneously working on an adams family movie and like they had to scrap right? it but they're like man we really want to keep gourd <laughs> like yeah that's this in this asset yeah. yeah so uh they they're like no this is only going to get us five or ten dollars or whatever we need real money and he's like well if you get shank's car from the game slaughter race that would like pay for it so now we go into this world that much in the real world for that by the way right i'm not quite sure i understand the economics of that so i had a friend who worked on (laughs) like i had a friend who worked on like phone games and or like or like world of tank and any of that stuff where it's all based on like pay to get new yep. stuff and cosmetics and things like that and there's a term in the industry called whales where the idea is you get like some chic or prince in like dubai and you literally fly out there and you go what do you want and they tell you exactly what they want and you put it in the game and you put it at some ridiculous price point and all you just need is for him to buy it and then like yeah. maybe someone else will buy it. like it's so when you there is stuff in games now loot hunting i i i don't know but like there's a reason that blockchain is failing, but about two years ago, everyone was like, we got to do blockchain because it's like, we can crank this stuff out and get quick numbers. It's it's the penny slots from, not penny slots, penny stocks from Wolf of Wall yeah. Street. It's like, we figure out something, we pump it real quick, we get money, we run. So like stuff like that exists, and there's nothing... I, I can tell you, as a video game developer, there is nothing more disheartening than the amount of time, like blood, sweat, tears, time, 
missed opportunities, whatever you put into a project. And then you hear about like, even just some Twitch gamer being like, I made $2 million playing your game. Or like, I sold one thing in loot farming and now I, you know, have a house. And I'm like, I I made it. I made the thing you do. Anyway. Yeah. So we go. I'm so sorry Sorry. about that. Ryan airs grievances on a very special episode of Taryn Ryan's disease. But we go into, and how would you describe this? Is it essentially, do we think it's like Grand Theft Auto? That That's like what I it's, first saw. It's supposed to be Twisted Metal or Grand Theft Auto. Okay, it's a little Twisted bit Metal yeah. I'm not familiar with. but It's if Mortal Kombat had cars. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. So uh, we go into Slaughter Race. Carl Matt. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Let's let him workshop this for Thanks, a few Thanks, I'll minutes. show myself up. <laughs> Motor Combat. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's we workshopped good. it. Uh, <laughs> we go into Slaughter Race, and I do like the Shank characters having like this philosophical conversation. Yes. I feel like I got a couple chuckles out of that. And what's his name? Butcher Boy? It's Jonah from V. Yeah, which, really which I never would have guessed that that was that voice. But they're having this whole conversation. Ali Wong is one of those characters, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know, those really memorable characters. Yeah, but they're having this whole conversation, and then we watch someone, we watch players come in to steal the car, and I do like that. The player animation was really good. Yeah. Them, like, jumping ahead and being buggy. and like, like, I I have always talked about, when we were working on, uh, you know, after Skyrim, we were talking about, they were like, they should make a movie of Skyrim, and I'm like, only if, in the movie of Skyrim, they hire someone, like, really, like, Brad Pitt, as the lead character and they have and he has no lines and just the scenes happening around him and you just see him in the background jumping up on tables and like kicking everything off the table or like yes. you're having a very serious scene like puts a pot on someone's head yes. like and it's just but it has to be just, someone really famous yeah never ending trying to jump up a mountain like yeah just keep, uh-huh, uh-huh. Keep wanna... and like the movies happening around him <laughs> I just, or is, uh, yeah, with me the one time it respawned, and instead of it just being dragons, it was dragons and uh, and bears, and it was like all. Terror? Oh my! It was a lot of enemies was, all at once, and was, I was like, I don't know what to do. It was like two <laughs> saber cats, a dragon, a, a giant, a bear. And then like this happened, and of course, when this happens, it's it's my fault because again, I worked <laughs> on the game. And then yeah. she, what did you do? She yeah. like says like I'm like you know sometimes it's a random system. Sometimes this stuff happens. It's extremely unlikely. You're very lucky this happened to you. I swear to God, like two weeks later, she's like door opens. It happened again. Yeah, like, I was like, why does it happen to me? It's not happening to anyone else. But yeah, so that would be funny to have that in the movie too. Yes. Just all of a sudden, all these enemies. But uh, we watch these players. I also like. We see what the players look like in real life versus how they design their characters. I always yes. find that yes. kind of fun uh, when that happens, you know, when you see that in a movie or whatever. But so this gives Ralph and Vanellope the opportunity to steal the car. And then this whole car chase ensues. And this is when, uh, what is her name? Shank, Shank is her name. Shank is really impressed with the way Vanellope drives. So this is where, like, I guess their relationship kind of starts to happen here. And Vanellope is, like, really impressed with her. And uh, they do this weird video of Ralph at the end. They don't make it out with the car. And she was like, the real money is if you become a buzz tube star. And you get real money if it goes viral. And I'm curious, like, when stuff does go viral for YouTube stars, like, do you guys, I don't know that world at all, like, do they make like YouTube serious cuts a check, money? Right, like 
It takes a long time to get to that point. You got to be millions of views. Yeah. 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 But you can make that kind of money. Yeah, which wild. was another point, like the fact that like no one knows who this person is. Well, if you're going to monetize your channel, someone has to know who you are so you can get your yeah. money. It's, yeah. The way that the way that they knows. represent it in this movie is like the underpants gnomes in South Park, where it's like, you know, step one, <laughs> step collect three, underpants, profit. step yeah. three, profit. Like, OK, but where do we get that? How do we get that money? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like that's also like a message I don't really necessarily know that. I think is great for kids that it's just like, yeah, you can become a YouTube star and make oh, all this money. Trust you don't me, need to work. It's something that I'm sure parents of this, you know, yeah. day and age yeah. deal with on yeah, a regular basis. Yeah, just in basis. general. But yeah, I was like, I don't know that we need to like reinforce that. But Real we quick, do in this movie. I want to jump into Ralph's first video, which is the Screaming Goat. Because I loved you, it. So I loved it. You didn't I know lo- the Screaming Goat existed until Thor, the new Thor. Yes. And we're watching the I new live Thor, in a and she just keeps going, why are those goats screaming? Because <laughs> they scream. Time? And I'm like, well, they do that. And you're like, no. Like, and I'm no, like, let me introduce you to a whole new world <laughs> of YouTube. And you were laughing. So like, any, it's Anytime really- Anytime they showed Ralph as the goat, I laughed. But it's delightful but... because it's a very old hack joke now, and you are just yeah. discovering it. And so yeah. for that- I I kind of am <laughs> rediscovering it, but I want to do a, a little fact about the Screaming Goat. Uh, in 2018, this is the Screaming Goat's third appearance in a 2018 animated <laughs> film, the first being Smallfoot and the second being Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. So okay. there you go. Wow. So the, 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 the Screaming Goat is famous. Was the year of the Screaming Goat. Apparently so. Yeah, whoever his publicist is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Vanellope is obsessed with Shank. She's like really into her. Ralph, like, this is where we see like Ralph's jealousy. And he's also, this world is dangerous. Like we see all this like bonkers stuff happen when they're in this world. We talked about the shark and, and things like that. And it's just like you never know what's around that. And you said you liked when Ralph was in the car and Vanellope was driving and like how I, scared he was. I like any bit in the first one and this one where they play on the fact that Ralph is huge compared to everything else and so like mm-hmm. him being in the car and it's way too small for him he's doing like the wacky races stuff of like <laughs> like almost moving the car like yeah. he gets nervous i think and he does maybe something else <laughs> maybe that's in the first one where he does it but like waving yeah, his arms, his and arms. <laughs> yeah and he gets he's like Quick this direction is, change yeah things yeah. like yeah. that i think are great i i love ralph's my favorite thing about like in the beginning just the sound design on ralph they do such a good job of him plodding along and like he's got a very distinct like him hitting the ground and not being like boom and shaky but still very right. like thud like i don't mm-hmm. know it's one of those weird things i key in on yeah ralph being my favorite animated character <laughs> because i feel like there's like one slight photoshop change and like it's ryan there he is in the movie <laughs> <laughs> knocking things over but this is where There's we your Halloween meet. costume for 2020. He's already been wrecked. I've he been has. Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, you? he was. Shut so okay, so yes. he was Wreck-It Ralph <laughs> the year we did like a costume contest thing. I was Miss Frizzle, and Ryan like just prepared me. Uh, he I was, was trying like, to be nice. I go. He was trying to be nice. I I'm worried that because she it, a it was a really good Miss Frizzle costume. We'll put the pictures up on the Facebook. Page. Yeah, I think we have in the past, but we'll put them up again. Um, I think we put the one of both of us. We need the one that's just you because it's a it's a fantastic thing. And I go. Thank you. I don't. Uh, listen, Wreck-It Ralph just came out. People are going to be coming to me and telling me how good my costume is. And know is. who I am. I and, don't know and, that they're going to know who you are. I don't think anyone's going to know who you are. 
First of all, no one talked to me the whole time about the. I, so we went to we went to a bar before we went to see this band where the costume contest was. At the bar, I had parents who came up to me and With said, their kids. So "Can not even- I take Can I take a picture of you for my kids who are at home? They're never going to believe I met Miss Frizzle." No kids came up because it was a restaurant bar, so they yeah, were like I had eating. Kids so yeah. came up to me. Parents took pictures of me to send home to their kids, and then there was you a, want a picture with the record, Ralph. Who? Okay, yeah. here, it's like take the hold scene this from Endgame. It's like you're the <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then Do we you wanna, did. I'm Ant Man. You want to picture me? Yeah. And then we did the costume contest, and I got third place. I second. think. You second. Got second. I got second place, and wow. I was in the bathroom with a bunch of women, and they were all like, "You were robbed," because the guy who won was like he bought- a gorilla in a cage, but like you're the. And a person is outside Ow. of it. It's like one of those like ones where like it's a novelty, Mike. Yeah, the novel. You put your feet in one. I don't know. It was but, obviously Amazon bought. Yeah, and yeah. all these women right. were like, "We yeah. love Miss Frizzle. You were robbed. You were so great." <laughs> and I turned around and I was like, "Oh, so no one knows who Miss Frizzle is, huh?" Like, <laughs> well, it was well, also I the honest, perfect. No, I just had to like, Google it because I don't know who Miss Frizzle. Oh my one, God. Of, one of you're missing out. One person came up to me Magic about. One person came up to me about. Ma- uh, I almost said Magic Mike. No, Wreck It Ralph. Two very different characters. Um, yeah. And like, take those suspenders was like, off. Hey, hey! It goes, hey, Wreck It Ralph, and like, pe- top, like, poked me on the shoulder. And I turn, I was like, yes, finally, someone. She goes, you're the one dating Miss Frizz. You're the one here with Miss Frizzle, right? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty great. But it was also, I think it was like an '80s cover band or something. So it was like the nostalgia of Miss Frizzle. Mm. So that was the other piece of it too. But yeah, it was very funny. So we meet, yes, and we're at. She's like the head algorithm. Is it yes or is it yes? It's, yes. But it's yes. It's Y E S S S S S. They should have named her Yas. Like, why yes. wouldn't you name yes. her Yas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and she's the head algorithm <laughs> at BuzzTube, and she talks about how things are no longer trending, and then Ralph's wondering what's trending and all this stuff, and that's where the Screaming Goat video happens. <laughs> uh, oh, because his first video is no longer trending. That's what it was. The one that- It's like her, him going, I'm going to wreck it. and Yeah. 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 So, so basically, she's like, here are the things that trend. The screaming goat videos, eating a hot pepper, human suffering is always big, video game tutorials, and I think she lists a couple others. So these two women, this is a great story about people not listening to women, that I'm going to interrupt a woman to tell. Mm, cool. Um So <laughs> <laughs> there were these two, these two women developers that apparently on, on the project who like when they started saying like, what kind of videos do we know? They're like, oh, you need a makeup tutorial and you need an unboxing. They're like, yeah, we were usually ahead of the, 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 the curve on this stuff. And everyone there's like, what's an unboxing video? Like no one's going to watch that. And then a year later they started doing those scenes and they went, okay, so we need an unboxing video. <laughs> we need a makeup tutorial. And they were like, oh, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They should have um, written them a very nice I'm sorry with a great gift basket of something. Uh, but what, what what gifts in a basket best say, I'm sorry I didn't listen to you, possibly because of your gender? Money. Yeah, yeah, just a big, a big bonus check. Big basket of money. Uh, so Ralph starts videoing all of these trending things so he can get more likes and when this happens, Vanellope says that she wants to help in some way and she wants to be a pop-up. And so this is when she leaves and she wants to go to Slaughter Race and Ralph says absolutely not and she gets sent to the Disney 
Oh, my Disney. Oh, my Disney. That's it. Also, can we talk about Jason Manzukis? Because I wrote that down. Oh, Ryan and I, I were so we're, excited. We're when, big Jason Manzukis fans. Yeah. And he was about three words in before we knew. He's like, um, excuse me. And we're like, that's Jason Manzukis. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like even the, the Funko or whatever looked like him a little bit, but it was yeah. still like. Yeah, it did. Like he hair. did not put on a voice. He just walked into the, the booth. Well, and then why he would was, you if you're Jason Man too? Exactly. exactly. And then he was asking like comic book, which I know he's like a huge comic book guy. So it was like very yeah. funny that that was like the question he was asking. Can uh, I can I pop in real quick with a couple? Oh, well, they, let's go. No, I'm sorry. The the next thing was them talking to the stormtroopers. And I got to keep That's, a few facts I mean, about that. Go. That was my next note. So, so. Yeah, they run into the stormtroopers. Uh, there's a Wilhelm scream. Which is the famous scream yep. that oh, yeah. was in a whole bunch of stuff, but definitely in a lot of Star Wars stuff when they squeeze the scorn. Mm-hmm. She she makes the stormtrooper touch the spam thing, and it like sends him off towards that website. Um, but I also wanted to point out that uh, the producers they were able to get permission for some characters, but they had a scene where she runs into Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and she refers oh, to yeah. him as a spoiled child, and I guess he has a tantrum about it. Hmm. And the, the the producers of Star Wars were like, that sounds disrespectful to the character who's the principal villain in the new trilogy. Can, we don't want people to think of him as this petulant child. Can you can you take that out? I feel like that's the only discussion people have about that character. Ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, then, and mean, then the Lego Christmas Star Wars special a year later like went on to portray him as such. The whole character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, we don't have to get into it. I actually really liked Kylo, Kylo Ren. I mean, that whole trilogy is like, weird but i liked him in the first one and that's probably gonna get one great movie one pretty good movie and one awful movie yeah Yeah. i i liked i liked his arc for the most part i just don't like the way it was executed but i liked where they went with it like i don't know it's it's a satisfying conclusion exactly I this is neither here nor there. Someday we'll do the Disney like trilogy. Anyway, Someday. Uh when we're on season twelve of this. Um so go ahead, Tara, and I will pop in with a couple other things I got about princesses when we get Oh, there. so I actually didn't write down a lot of details of the princess scene because I was genuinely enjoying it. And so I did think it was a little campy, but I think for us, since we've gone through the catalog, I think they did a really good job of nailing the personalities of each princess and so there were a lot of like funny things with yeah. like Pocahontas's hair and the like with the wind that like blowing her hair was her very funny like Ariel yeah. being like aloof and kind of like she made me laugh a lot um, The I know you have all the t-shirts the one that I loved was Nap Queen which was Aurora I that yes. like, is I that got the a good, one you want yeah I got a good <laughs> chuckle out of that uh, and I love that they all you know they all wear comfy clothes with Vanellope and like, you know, mm. the spotlight comes on when they sing their song and, and all of those yes. things. Like there were like, I didn't, it was a good I didn't bit. think, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. Cause I saw it in the commercials and people told me about it, even though I'd not seen the movie. And so I was like, is this probably going to be over the top or I'm not going to enjoy it. And I will say I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, but it could so, also be because we're, also doing this podcast and i'm very familiar with those princesses now so So herein lies where a stronger ralph movie would have been if it would have been more of a ralph and vanellope get lost in disney if they just kind of become self-aware and they get lost in disney and they have to explore the tropes of the disney films Mm -hmm. like 
that's perfect because this bit worked really well. Yeah. And then on the I other agree. hand, you could have Ralph who's trying to like he's learning all the tropes of like the heroes in all these Disney movies. And, you know, it, it turns out, you know, they've got to turn it on its ear. But maybe Vanellope ends up saving him or or whatever. But there's a stronger movie in that just five minutes than there was in this entire mm-hmm. two hour film. I agree with that. It, yeah. it was Agreed. by far my favorite part. And even when they show back up at the end, I enjoyed their mm-hmm. like return at that point. Yeah, I, it, it it it's it's definitely the you know it's it's everyone was like oh it's the best part of the movie and I was like I I feel like it feels very campy and then I was like oh no this is the best part of the movie it's it's really yeah. and it, to me it made me go I want a princess movie like I want this version of the princesses right? yeah. doing something like. I would love for them to like, I don't or know, even get a stuck series. in Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> even a series yeah. or a TV show or something. Um, yeah. Let I me even go like th- the little pot shot they took at uh, Pixar at the end when uh, Merida. Well, the rumor yeah. is some people believe that the joke with Merida's accent is an act of revenge for her movie winning the Oscar instead of the first Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> oh, interesting. I didn't even realize that. Uh, yeah, I forgot I about that. that. So they were, yeah, they were up against each other. So I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, Which, how me- do you feel about that? Um, 2020 being what it is. Um, What do I feel about the, what do you mean? Uh, about about Brave winning over Wreck-It Ralph. Because I remember even back then, having seen both movies in the year that were released, thinking like, no, nah, he got robbed. Like, Wreck-It Ralph is clearly... Well, to me. I understand why it happened. I think it's one of those things where Pixar Brave was winning almost because like it's the Pixar movie and the animated film thing is new. And I think it was like at Walt Disney Animated Studios was definitely like trying to recover at that point. But someone pointed out once that like that year was the year that Walt Disney Animation made a Pixar movie and Pixar made a Disney movie. And yeah, I think absolutely. Here's the thing. I really like Brave a lot. At watching it again, I really, really enjoyed it. There's a lot of things I really like about Brave. Um, and it's a little bit hard for me to gauge because, again, Wreck-It Ralph feels like they reached into my soul and pulled out a movie. <laughs> and, like, that... So it's hard for me to go, well, obviously I like this better, but there's part of me wanting to say Brave is better. I, I do think Wreck-It Ralph is better than Brave. I think Wreck-It Ralph is better than Brave. I think Brave, though, is classic. Like, if you talk about Oscar bait films... right. Brave yes. kind of fits that mold a little bit more. The relationship with mom and yeah. you know it's and it, a story and, and of a girl good. like kind of coming, finding herself and finding where she fits in this family and right. yeah. And and it's oh, not like a bad film at all, more, not by any means. No, just a but smaller, more intimate film. Whereas the record Ralph, I think, is and epic. It, and it ticks the boxes. Mm-hmm. Is uh, yeah. is kind of what I'm getting at. I also think like. You know, you talk about how horror never really has a good representation at the at the at the Oscars. Um, Tron, we we talked about in our thing. Tron was disqualified from best special <laughs> effects because they thought using computers was cheating, and uh, like oh yeah, and um, video games. Like we're a million years away from anything like video games as a topic being thought of as something for Oscars, right? Like it's, I don't know for that far. I mean, look at what's going on with The Last of Us. If you could do a film oh, first, fair plan. enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes, but that even that feels a little. The, the, we're we're now at yeah. the precipice of maybe starting to have that discussion. Yeah, um, we still have Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Uncharted. <laughs> I like what? Uncharted. No, yeah. I do. I like. I change my mind. I don't want to do a podcast with <laughs> you anymore. So <laughs> look, man. It's there are are there problems with it. Sure. Is it fun? Yeah. It's it's a really fun <laughs> Listen movie. Listen to our new podcast where Joe and I discuss uh, the Uncharted film. <laughs> and <laughs> Masters of the Universe over and over again. 
Um, Masters of the Universe is definitely a, a childhood trauma theater. Mm. That is sometime. Um, so well, of course, yeah. here are the shirts they have. So Great. Snow White has a po- poison apple. Mm-hmm. Pocahontas's Blue Corn Moon. Mm-hmm. Merida has a bear wearing a tear and it says mum. That's great. I didn't notice that one. <laughs> Ariel says gizmos and who's it's and what's it's and snarf blats and dinglehoppers. Uh, but it's like in that uh, yeah, context like, where like you know, this and this and this. Yeah, just yeah. Left. yeah. Uh, Mulan has a jacket with Mushu stitched on the back. Uh, Anna has one that says finish each other's and I think maybe it says in parentheses sandwiches. I'm not seeing the actual... Mm. Let me see. It's a picture of a sandwich. Yes, it's a picture that says finish each other's. Yeah. Uh, Tiana says Nola. Uh, Aurora says Nap Queen. Cinderella says G to G. Gotta go. I don't. Oh, I guess because she's running out of the ball. Yeah, she's right. running out of the party. That's yeah. Funny. Moana says hashtag shiny. Yes, yeah, that one I saw. Uh, Rapunzel's is like an advertisement for the Snuggly Duckling. It says we got a dream. <laughs> Jasmine <laughs> says three wishes. <laughs> Elsa says, just let it go. And Belle says, BFF, Beast Friends Forever. (laughs) I liked those. Those are fun. A lot of these are available here. I'm sure you can find them other places. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I also liked, I think it was during this whole scene when we were like introduced to them, how the, the music... I thought how they, it was all their themes. And I thought that was really cool. How they, how they integrated each one and like, went from one to the next like it seemed very thought out and how they did that and i really liked that a lot oh, yeah so there's one other fact i want to bring up that's not as fun um in the oh. initial trailer for the film <laughs> can't wait cool uh, everybody dies what if it was just like you know like five thousand cats die from diabetes a year it has nothing to do with the movie i just want to <laughs> bring something just, wow. just want to bring us back <laughs> picked, a, picked a really weird time to shine the light on diabetes <laughs> like, anyway um, <laughs> i will remember you in the arms of the angel uh in the initial trailer for the film the african-american princess character tiana appeared to have a lighter skin tone a narrow or nose and more European features than she did in The Princess and the Frog. Mm. This led to some backlashes on social media. As, as it should have. As these drew her appearance yeah. away from the expected, the expected that expected of African Americans. As a result, Disney contacted Tiana's voice actress, Anika Noni Rose, and the advocacy group Color of Change to redesign Tiana for Ralph Breaks Internet <laughs> to make sure she resembles more closely to her 2009 appearance. The updated character model was revealed in the second trailer. The same treatment was given to the ter- titular character of Pocahontas, as many viewers had pointed out that she was also given a much lighter skin tone. So, wow. they, they messed up. I'm glad they corrected they it. They corrected it. So. But yeah, they should have been called out for that. I only laugh because it was kind of like the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog controversy from a couple of years ago where I was like, well, of course people were going to be upset by this. Of course. Who didn't see this coming? I also fake. laugh. I also shut up. No, <laughs> Listen to our uh, Sonic the Hedgehog episode where we uh, go round and round about that controversy. That was a marketing right ploy, dude. It was no, a marketing. Absolutely. They were never going to release the <laughs> Ryan, movie like that. Let's get let's get a professional, Ryan. We please tell Joe. Listen, that, I have, uh, that I, was not pre-planned. Let me see what insight I can find to it, and I will get back to you on that. <laughs> I don't think it was because please everyone do. in the industry went nuts when they said they were going to make the VFX pe- people do that, and there were it was a big push for unionization and all this stuff. So see. 
I think the conspiracy will. This, there, there's a part of me in the background that goes vindication because I was about to say, well, they wouldn't have done it to push the union. And it's like, well, what if the unions jumped on top of that? To okay, now listen, Ooh. follow the money. <laughs> I've got a yeah. <laughs> follow it's the money. Wrapped in a mystery. <laughs> the newest podcast by Joe oh. Ryan and Joel <laughs> Ryan and dumb Joe. Conspiracy. <laughs> follow the money. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing on that topic, though, Tracy. So, one last thing on that topic, though, I do think it's uh, kind of BS that like uh, their PR stunt was to reach out to the original voice actress and the script, like, and they redesigned. It. They didn't redesign it. You had some lackeys in the art department redesign it to stop pulling my leg. This is where Ralph enters the comments, and we were like, "Oh no!" Which doesn't go anywhere. Again, it feels like they just wanted to do a scene where it was like comments are bad. I feel like they're Gaming trying the to, yeah, yeah, they're trying to teach the viewer like don't sweat the small stuff, right? Like, don't worry about those comments. I'm like, mm, comments, comments are toxic. Yeah. Comments are toxic. And also they yeah. like drive people to, to like yeah. go hurt into themselves. depression yeah, and yeah, hurt yeah. themselves and all these things. And, it's like, it's so much more than that. Yeah. It's Do like, you, it's almost like I wish they didn't highlight it. Cause I think there's a conversation there and I think there's something that they could have said, but I think it was a throwaway. I think they didn't yeah. make a point they didn't say like what maybe needed to be said about like the toxicity of the internet with especially with comments and so then it was kind of just like a throwaway scene it was like ralph was real sad and then he just had to suck it up and then they just left the comment section basically mm-hmm. what it was yeah it was like life lesson number five out of this movie <laughs> yeah so vanellope then has her spotlight song she's staring at the water she doesn't know she's now back in slaughter race this I was another this very song. funny scene i like, really I, enjoyed I love the bit of it like yeah. i think it was again because it felt because it felt they like got an Mankin. i want song yeah it felt and it's because of alan Mankin. yeah, yeah. A good part of and it. it feeds into the what if she was in her own like mm-hmm. disney experience you know yeah. that's Agreed. it works so Ralph overhears, they have like these phones. I'm going to just say it's like FaceTime, but it's not because it's like they're projected, but it's kind of FaceTime. Like that should have been they stole it from Star Wars because it definitely yeah, looked like the Star Wars holograms. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Holograms. Yeah, the holograms. And so he calls her and he's like inaudible. She can't hear him, but he can hear her. And he overhears Vanellope talking to Shank about how Slaughter Race really feels like home, but how could I ever say that to Ralph? And of course he hangs up before he hears the rest of the conversation about her being worried and, you know, he's her best friend and like all that stuff. It's two of my least favorite part of sitcom episodes are... And yeah. Supernatural. Yeah, just, yes. just talk to each other. Exactly. Just talk to each other, yeah. for God's sake. So I love the line, Spamly says, where I come from, it's a kick in the face. You, we had and to I rewind like, this. You're like, where's he come where from? Where's he come from? <laughs> like, we're, like, it was just such a very specific way to say that line. But I was like, what that's, is he trying to get at? That's what's funny about it. It's yeah. Like, well, I don't think you have to be from anywhere special for that to be a kick <laughs> exactly, in the face. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's I that's that was another reason I liked Spamley was that moment. But then this is where we go to the dark net. And it almost seems like viruses are treated like drugs a little bit when he's like, yeah. Oh, I can I can like take you yeah. and, and get you this or whatever. Uh and I don't know, I think we kind of talked about how we felt about the dark net. Did anybody have any feelings about that piece of it or do you think that even needed <laughs> to be extremely disney-fied yeah <laughs> again yeah. yes it was another thing that's legitimately horrifying that disney was like 
they, they've got yeah. social security numbers down there. And I'm like, they've also got like child trafficking. Yeah, like, exactly. An and and it, it really, it kind of speaks to the whole like, when you when you find yourself writing that line, you got to step back and ask yourself, is this the movie we need to make? Like, yeah. is this, why yeah. go there? Why, why go here go? when we could we could pivot? It's not too late. Well, and they yeah. could still do a virus thing without having to get it from the dark net. Like there yeah. are Trust viruses me. in the normal yeah. internet, like in the in the like, or just call it like the shady part of the internet, like or something yeah. like that. Dark net, dark mm-hmm. web. Like now it's you got so kids. specific. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Yes. It's, it's and, and you know about the dark web from SVU, I feel like. I do, yes. I know about the dark web from all my true crime shows. <laughs> that, that accurate description. Yes. Uh, it's slightly more accurate than the Wreck-It Ralph version is <laughs> the dark web on SVU. Yeah. Uh, with Ice-T not really knowing. Not really getting it. You mean it. like when people <laughs> yeah. are addicted to doing the scratchy lottery? <laughs> or eat too much chocolate cake? Or eat too much honey cake? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for anyone who loves SVU, John Mulaney does a great SVU bit, uh, and that's a little bit of it, but it's fantastic. Yeah, you got it, Ice. That's my favorite part of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ice. <laughs> so the virus copies Vanellope's glitch when she's in Slaughter Race and then replicates it. Now, I'm curious... This is a layman question. I've never really thought about no, viruses. No, the answer is it's... It, okay. I mean, it may copy like, and dump code, but like... Okay, this is, that was my question, is is this how that works? That virus voiced by John DiMaggio, who did the voice of Bender on Futurama. Oh. Oh, yeah. The baseball player. No, no, no. <laughs> we all were like, yeah, Joe, wait, what? Wait, um, <laughs> hold on. Uh, but yeah, so now her glitch is everywhere in the game, and... Uh, why can't I remember her name? Vanellope. Gal, no. Shank. 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 I, but uh, she says it's fine. We'll just reboot the game, but everything will be deleted that doesn't belong. And that's where it's not fine because Vanellope's code isn't in the game or whatever. So they have to get her out and Ralph realizes that and he comes in and Vanellope like gets knocked out and is like passed out in all of this and Ralph pulls her out of the game and she thinks she broke the game and I will say I do like that Ralph doesn't spend any time making Vanellope feel because that's usually a trope to where like they play it off like Ralph's not going to tell her that Mm -hmm. it was him I do Mm -hmm. like that they didn't do that here immediately yeah he immediately fesses it he immediately admits that it was him and he doesn't even seem to hesitate as much as he just regrets that he did it it's not even like he's not sure if he should tell her like that I liked a lot and so when he admits that he put the virus in the game this is where she rips the homemade heart off his neck throws it and says a friend would never do that and she's very upset with him and then the (laughs) virus is now in the internet it's looking for insecurities yeah it comes out yeah and the biggest insecurity is is Ralph at 100% wordplay and he (laughs) so he like copies ralph and that's when we get uh, i don't know why i liked this because it's not good but just him running around going friend like at vanellope and it's all the ralph clones (laughs) it's a weird zombie thing it was yeah i liked it because there was some very disturbing things about it we'll get into those in a sec but yeah that's the next thing it starts copying it starts copying ralph and at first he's all individual ralph so there's just multiple ralphs and uh, I do like, oh, I can't remember what it was now. And it's fine. It wasn't that much that I liked because I didn't write it down. So it's fine. Uh, but they're all individuals. Did you just write like, 
What I liked was dot dot dot. Like I'll fill this in later. Yeah, I didn't even write that, but something came to my mind, and then I immediately lost it. But they all come together and make what Ryan called Ralph Zilla. I didn't call it that. That's what the subtitles. Oh, is that what it it. is? On the subtitles, it said Ralph Zilla says friend. I missed that. And this is this is the part where to me is the most interesting technical thing about this movie. That's otherwise just. Again, content, nothing well, because really super new. What we were really fascinated about was when they all come together and they make a giant Ralph, it was almost unsettling at times because you see yes, them moving very. in yes. different, yeah. like you see each individual one moving and they're moving together as a unit, but then sometimes like up in his nose and his face, ones were kind of moving on their own. Or falling uh, off. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. Yes. He had, well, so when they designed it, initially it had like, it was colored, so it looked like his clothes and they went no it wouldn't look like that it'd just be the same thing over and over again Mm -hmm. and they gave him big ralph eyes and they went well i guess he wouldn't have like how do we do that blah 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 so then they give him these empty eye sockets and this empty mouth that every once while lightning goes through and you can see them crawling inside i know and i love an unsettling i think Ralph one had an unsettling villain i think when when candy comes back as the cybug yeah that's He's horrifying. very. Um, it's it's yes. I, I, it's it's got a big Judge Doom feel to it. Mm-hmm. This doesn't quite achieve yeah. that, but there is some unsettling design to it. Apparently, like they used again, the crowd uh, department was like, "Thanks for this idea. This is a great idea, and will help our movie." Um, but apparently, this the name of the program they used to create this thing was called Mosh Pit, which I thought was a good name for this. <laughs> For this program, that is awesome. Um, just to give a number, kind of, I, I I missed this a little earlier, but uh, just the whole thing about crowds. The film contains over 150 unique sets and 5,726 assets, the highest number of characters in any Disney animated film, with 434 Jeez. individual characters and 6,752 variants. Wow! So this oh was a gosh. huge crowd movie. So again, the crowd department was like. Thanks, guys. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but I I am also a big fan of anytime a bunch of smaller things like make a bigger thing, and it's not like Devastator. Su- you well, love- see, like that is yeah. like they're designed to do that. Well, on seen- a small scale, you love Snow White when all the dwarves get in the coat. I love. Yeah, you love like on a small scale. I love small people. I love. I love kids in in an overcoat. In an overcoat to make a a tall person. It's comedy gold every time. It's 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 timeless. But like, uh, what was that show called? Gravity Falls did a bit like this where they were fighting gnomes and they're like, "How could the gnomes be?" And all these gnomes form one big mega gnome. And like, (laughs) I love stuff like that. So I was really into this. Um, it is mostly an action uh, scene, so I feel like yeah. There's I'm sorry. What was very like? It was very like Cronenberg. Cronenbergian is that that guy's name? David Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Very body horror, and it reminded me of there's an indie game that came out maybe five or six years ago called Inside, which if you ever played and gotten to the end of it, you'll realize that the very last uh, act. You uh, spoiler alert for Inside, but it's a great game. Check it out anyway. Uh, But at the end, you 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 kind of start to control this mass amalgamation of of just body limbs and bodies oh, arms and legs yeah. no, that is like you. rolling around <laughs> no, and making you. these horrible noises it was so upsetting it's so upsetting <laughs> yeah. yeah reminded me of uh ralph Azilla. uh so he gets vanellope yeah all this stuff takes place but he, wind, he winds up talking to ralph Azilla. so he talks to himself 
and he basically says, oh, that was the thing that I thought was funny. See, my brain got back to it. When Nosemore is like, well, you could put all the Ralphs in therapy or you could send them here. Right. And then essentially Ralph puts them all in therapy. Men will do anything to stay out of therapy. That feels like an internet meme now. (laughs) Yeah. And then, but then Ralph, essentially that's what he does. He talks about how they need to ease up. They need to let go. Uh, But again, we talked about this earlier. I feel like Ralph makes all the compromise and Vanellope still gets to do whatever she wants. I don't know. I think, I think think that's true in relationships. Sometimes that happens, but I don't know that like this relationship needed that or I don't know. I I didn't care for it. I, I don't think Vanellope had far to go. I think just a small apology, but like, I don't know. I feel like Ralph was being really over the top the, more of the problem here but yeah i mean he did release a virus that created a giant version of himself that's true yeah I, yes, he did he did need to <laughs> he did need to like work some things out i think yeah. he was not i'm trying to think of the word with vanellope i think he was controlling without realizing it so i yeah. think there were things he needed to mm. be aware of i don't think this movie did a good job of explaining all of that or his awareness or anything I think we're glossing over the bigger picture here and it's like in the first movie Ralph left his game and that whole game was in danger of being shut down because he left Vanellope left her game and no thought or consideration whatsoever (laughs) to anybody else that lives in Candy Crush because Vanellope is no 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 longer in this game like what are the ramifications of that yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, and I guess the thought is it was going to be sold for parts anyway, so uh, no harm, no foul, right? But they bought the the steering wheel, and yeah. then she still leaves. <laughs> yeah, and, and at the end, aren't they racing? Like, aren't Felix and and Tammy watching them race in Candy Crush? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. In, I, but uh, someone's going to be like, "Hey, why can't I use that Vanellope character anymore? Where's that? I don't want to play this because Vanellope's not in it." Or if they power down the game and turn it back on. Is another Vanellope going to show up because her oh, code's in there? See, Ooh, I want that. For, yeah. I want that for yes. uh, Ralph 3 as they figure out how to replicate. I mean, I guess they did in this movie. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I kind of had that thought when she was originally in Slaughter Race, like actually racing when they weren't like behind the scenes, but they were like doing gameplay. I was like, well, what is what is the player seeing? And like, is that confusing <laughs> that Vanellope is in this? Well, but then I'm like, well, this is kind of a Grand Theft Auto world. So there is a bunch of like bonker stuff. So maybe it doesn't matter one, as much. One thing but... I will say is I recently saw an ad where you can play as the Undertaker and Becky Lynch in a Rainbow Six game that's out now. So what? to me, that's what happened is the same story is <laughs> just take the same movie, but replace Ralph with the Undertaker and Vanellope <laughs> with Becky Lynch. And it's about how they Becky Lynch decided she wanted to be in <laughs> Rainbow Six or whatever. And the go. Undertaker's like, friend, and then a giant Undertaker made of under. No, no. no. <laughs> there you go. Joel, what do you think about Becky Lynch? I have no idea. Exactly. Who you're about. <laughs> I don't intend I to learn who that person is. She's a wrestler. <laughs> with beautiful red hair well i don't know i haven't seen her in a while i'm assuming she still has red hair uh but the this is where we get the princesses that come back and they save ralph and i do like that they're like oh a big strong man needs saving well i like spamly trying to save him and he just goes through his car and he's like well that didn't work yes yeah ralph just falls right through it uh oh this is where the music i think this is where we get the the theme songs of each princess because i wrote the music 
here. So that must be where that I happened. I do think they did a pretty good job of making sure every, like the plan to save him had like one bit from everybody. <laughs> Cause I was like, yeah, wow, there how were a couple you could this? tell uh, somebody else could have done that job or somebody could have done both of those parts of the job. They're really stretching there. Oh yeah. There was another thing. Did Cinderella seem weird to anybody? Her design? Because there was a lot, there was some yes. flashback. Yeah. Do, do you know why she seemed weird? Because she had ears. Um, oh, and she doesn't have oh, ears in the original? Yeah, with her hair pulled back, she just doesn't have ears. Oh, and so like everybody weird. was like, what is wrong with Cinderella? And someone pointed it out and was like, oh God, she does have ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Vanellope's code is now added to Slaughter Race and Ralph. Now they have like a friendship necklace, which I definitely had one of these as a child where you have two like halves mm-hmm. of a heart that make a whole heart. Who had the other half of yours? I don't remember. Someone in elementary school. No one like obviously wow. no one. So they're real. real <laughs> I don't know. Where does he live? Where's yeah. the other half of yours? No, I didn't mean like. I was just like, like her being like. I don't know. Some person. Like. I don't know. It was somebody because it was like elementary school. You get in in like the coin, the fifty cent machine. I feel like there used to be like the little plastic friendship <laughs> necklace hearts or whatever. Here you go. Yeah. So. Uh, but Felix and Calhoun, this is where they share the parent secrets, but we can't hear it. So, uh, that little bit. And then Ralph and Vanellope, they're talking again on these like hologram FaceTime things, uh, and just kind of catching up and Ralph seeing, watching the sunrise alone and Ralph's basically sharing. It's like if, I mean, Vanellope did move away. It's like now Ralph has to like find this whole new life outside of going to work and I mean he's got friends but he's like trying it like he does a book club now and things like that and I don't know I guess that's real life that happens but I don't know I was sad I was kind of sad like for Ralph. like Morgan at the end of Shush- well, yeah. Yeah. I hope yeah. I find my friend again. Um, I, I feel like the first movie I always thought the ending right before like the credits and everything was interesting because it is kind of not a downer, but like a real like mellow landing that was kind of like, you know, his yeah. being like, I see it to see my friend again. And I yeah. was like, wow, that's really good. And it's very well earned. And this one yeah. it just feels like you're slowly turning down the volume on this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it feels like, like this- every Aerosmith song that gets played on the radio, just like, loving and yeah. It starts off strong and then you're like, no, okay. It feels yeah. like it feels like it should have ended with like an 80s cartoon ending where someone tells a joke and I was like, ha, 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 ha. Thunder, thunder, <laughs> cracks, you know. Yeah, like it, should, it almost feels like it should have ended with Felix and Ralph. And it does with yeah. them going to work, but like without the vanilla, almost without the vanilla piece scene, just like, okay, this is my life now. And I never saw her again. Yeah, <laughs> but, she never called. But she was talking about like know. burger time. Away, she like fades I don't away. know. Yeah, like talking about how he needs to bring burgers and stuff. It's, it's like the end of uh, Stand By Me, where it's Stand like by Felix me. went on and died in the Vietnam War. <laughs> Oh, and Tapper got stabbed in a bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they go to Tapper. I I do too. Uh, like I, that's a that's a game I like just because I like whenever the they, like whenever there's the one where it's just the button I'm like get out of here. But when they have the one with the full on uh, oh, Tapper tap. peripheral, yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. All but right. That's the movie. All right. Disappointed they didn't introduce <laughs> any like. Uh, sorry, it, I was disappointed they didn't in, introduce like any new video game characters. We get the same three Street Fighter characters from the first one. We get Tapper. We get mm. Cuber. Actually, we didn't even get Cubert, do we? Yeah, he's, he's in there, there he's but the he's club. not saying anything. Yeah, he's there. I yeah. think yeah. towards like the first part. They blew all their licensing money on Sonic the Hedgehog. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what if there'd it. been a scene and where Sonic eBay. Sonic is yeah, Sonic is walking by just counting money. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic, what do you think? Sonic huh? doesn't walk. I don't know. Wi Fi sounds right. <laughs> they should do a special edition of this movie and put like, you know, ugly Sonic in there too. Negasonic. Yeah. Negasonic. Negasonic. And, he, and he can like whisper, I'm a I'm I'm really a marketing ploy. <laughs> I'm a marketing ploy. Thank you. <laughs> he is. Um did guys, you- so I've Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm ready for this. <laughs> oh, no. I thought we were wrapping this up. So I was going to ask, uh, in all of the Ryan and Tara Princess Diaries, uh, have you guys, like, what is the worst? What is the worst rated of the of the, of the the films that you've watched? Of the films that, that you've watched? The, oh. I think our number one one we liked the least was Peach Dragon. Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Like... Oh. I think part Which of it really was... hurt a lot of people because it's nostalgic for a lot of people. I never saw it, so it was my first viewing of it, and it, it I did not care for it. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about the original oh. Pete's Dragon, yes. not the remake. Yeah, 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 yeah. not the remake. Yeah. Okay. I I went. This movie is great. I loved it. I watched it so much growing up. Which I also think the one they used to show was like forty minutes shorter. It was also so, it was part so of it. long. But like I go, cut. I go, Terry, you're gonna love this movie. It's gonna be the oh, best. No. And it starts off with, dude, dude, we're gonna kick this kid who we adopted. And we're like, it's like this whole song's about <laughs> like child the, abuse. Uh, yeah, and she's like, I, was I go, like, it's just like Mary Poppins, and the first song is child <laughs> abuse. And like, she's no, like, what is this? <laughs> And I go. And what is the, oh no! I was, I was going to say then. What and what's the best? Ooh. Well, this one clearly. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, so I, for the I, longest I, time, it was Little Mermaid, and I still think Little Mermaid's up there for me. But I really enjoyed Moana. Moana Not I, only our pod. I think part of it is the podcast episode. I really enjoyed it, but like re like going into it. Yeah. But yeah, so Moana's I think strong. I think Moana's up there now too. But Little Mermaid, I think. I think without Little Mermaid, you don't have everything that comes after it, right? Mm-hmm. I think Little Mermaid yeah. did so much for... It defined that generation. Yeah, yeah, and just defined like a true princess movie, you know, that that kind of a thing. So I think, you know, we don't have all the other ones without the, her. The, the podcast is built around Little Mermaid. Like the whole, mm-hmm. the questions we're going to get into a second here about... What do you think about the princess, the prince, the, you know, it's all based around these, these terminology that are kind of like, I think the little mermaid does the best of having like a bad, a great villain, a henchman, you know, sidekicks, this, like all the, the regular terminology comes along that Moana was one that when I first saw it, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to, but I was kind of like, okay, cool. And then this next time I watched it, watching it with like you and Leanne, who were, as you put in the podcast, raised, raised by the ocean. Raised by the beach. Uh, like, <laughs> like, you guys loving it and, like, going into the whole, you know, it's also, another, it's directed by the same guys who did Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. It, Mermaid. it makes me yeah. a big fan of Musker and Clements, you know. There's a lot, I think it's probably one of my favorite. I, I will say I keep, like, kind of moving the bar again. This I I don't suggest everyone out there do a like multi year podcast on the Disney movies, but like this this podcast <laughs> has been eye opening in the like a history of animation class mm-hmm. and kind of how they do this. And 
I, I think doing it that way is like the best way to get to Moana and go, okay, I understand everything that came to this and knowing everything before. And even the ones that aren't as strong, you appreciate what they did because they did advances in some way. Like oh, in some <clears throat> way, each movie advances the next one yep. that maybe was a bigger hit than the one before it. So you, I think you find a different appreciation than just like watching it on your, you know, watching it out of context because then you're like, yeah, that was fine. I'll never watch it again. I feel like there are some that were like, oh, we would watch these again. The most surprising for us was Cinderella, I will say. I think that still holds true. We were yeah. like not super pumped to watch it. We watched it. And we were like, she's so kind. She's so nice. Like it's, it's not an exciting movie. No, like, but it's but like it, it's, it, we I don't know. I think we came out of that like being supporters of you need to give Cinderella yeah. another try. Like cool. And this is also the podcast where my wife turned to me and said <laughs> I refuse to watch Ernest Scared Stupid again. <laughs> I love Eartha Kitt in that. I will say that. We I do love it, Eartha I made Kitt. her watch it once in October, and then we watched it once on the podcast as a childhood trauma theater. Like, and she's like, I'm never Does watching this troll. again. Oh, <laughs> that's why I can't watch it again. Uh, but no, Eartha Kitt's fantastic. It's movie we did on the editing. Baby. The one, I suggested that movie, and you guys talked about me on the air, and I was like, oh, I'm famous now, and now I have my own podcast. Famous. <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> um, so we do our questions at the end of every episode. Um, our, we're getting the shake from Lady, which means it's time to be wrapping up on this one. She lets us know. <laughs> she was asleep for most of it. Now she's like, okay, it's time. So, so guys, our first Lady. question is, how was the princess? And if you've listened to the podcast, you know the princess isn't always a Disney princess. It's mostly just the main protagonist. Yeah. So I think I, you brought it up best. I mean, Joe, I think this is Vanellope's story. Like, despite it being Wreck-It Ralph 2, I, I, I mean, I thought she was, like, it was, I liked seeing these characters again. I don't know that I necessarily wanted to see them do this. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the Star Wars holiday special. Like, I love all these characters. Why did you put them in this horrible thing? (laughs) I, I still maintain that this was not as horrible as you're making it. However, I agree. It was more just like, if, if it would be like. Ralph and Vanellope go to the grocery store. I'm like, okay, I mean, cool. I like Ralph and (laughs) Vanellope, but whatever. (laughs) It's the missed potential that's disappointing about it than the actual movie. Yeah. Joel, Uh, what did you think of uh, Vanellope in this one? Was there anything different than the first one? You said you you uh, thought they you you weren't getting the same. It's great to see these characters together that we did. I I, I found her a little grating in this one. And yeah, right off the bat, the conversations they're having, um, I wasn't impressed with the writing. And then one of the the only complaint, I had to make a complaint about the original Wreck-It Ralph is that um, maybe it pandered a little bit, a little low common denominator humor every now and again. There was some like farting and duty humor, right? Oh, yeah. Um, And they kind of, they kind of rolled that out here in this one too. They have a duty joke. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Um, It's hilarious. She's... (laughs) She's, she was she was fine. I agree. I would have liked to have uh, seen that character go a different direction, but um, yeah, inoffensive. Uh, how was the prince? The prince, of course, being a Wreck-It Ralph, I think, in this one. For me, I think he felt like a step back or at best a step lateral for the character. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like... I did kind of feel bad for... Good. Oh, I just... I agree. And I feel like... Um, you with a story like this, especially when it's called Wreck It Ralph, that's it's his franchise, and it's kind of more her story. But he can't lose momentum. He's 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 got to evolve as a character, and I feel like there wasn't an evolution, and what little evolution there was was very artificial. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crammed in a third act. Yeah. I yeah. also I also feel like with both of these characters, I like the first version of them better. Like because yeah. we have the original to compare them to. It's yeah. kind of hard to almost judge them in this movie because I'm like, well, I kind of like the versions of how they portray themselves and the journey they go on and what they learn yeah. so much better in the first one that it's hard to like point out the, the good qualities of them in this one, even though they do have some good moments. But I, I lament having seen the thing where they go the thing ralph needs to learn in this one is to like himself and not put all his self-worth on how vanellope sees him i i I, i'm sad we didn't get to see that yeah yeah what we got was i need to stop being such a a a bad friend and or like controlling of like her like making choices for her i think that should have been there but i think it should have been and I need to figure out like why I'm important. Yes. Which it felt like it kind of did the other one where he's like, he became, I'm not a bad guy. It was all about, you know, the best, the, the, the big emotional scene in the movie of him, like I'm doing the like bad guy anonymous thing as he's going towards the Mentos volcano to stop the bug version of the King of Candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if I wrote yeah. that down? Like that sentence is a fever dream. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I, I think I just felt like I would have been more to like Ralph needed some self-love and we didn't mm-hmm. really deal with that in this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Well, thank you, Joe. Um, so <laughs> how were the sidekicks and henchmen? I think we all really liked Spamly. Yeah. Yeah. I like Spamly. Spamly's like the, the standout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like think part of more. it. Yeah, I liked Nose more too, but I liked I out of the two I like Spamly better. I do think the fact that Bill Hader voiced him is a lot of why I like oh, yeah. Spamly. I think his voice acting did a lot as mm-hmm. far as like how funny and 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 what I liked about Spamly, his delivery. He brings a lot to his reads. Yeah. One thing I like about Nose more I will say is they were discussing him and the design and they basically said they drew they wrote baby on one side of a line and then old man in the other and they go Nosemore is right here in the middle <laughs> like this weird baby man okay we're gonna move on. okay then we'll move on to a favorite musical number um <laughs> well which is the one i mean usually in things like this sometimes we'll talk about like if there's a score piece we really liked or something like this but this had you know this basically said well we have to have one musical number and i think you know it was it was definitely the best it's musical good. number in the movie. Yes, well, I it was it. well executed. Yeah. It was really well executed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm going to say it, the. Uh, sorry, I'm going to say the uh, Rick Roll musical. Uh, the Rick Roll. Yeah. That's going to be with your favorite. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, you okay. might change your mind when you look that up on YouTube. <laughs> Rick Roll's got some moves. <laughs> sorry, Joe. Go ahead. I, I, I really liked the going back to each, hearing each Disney princess theme. I liked. I liked her. Mm. I want song quite a bit, but I also really appreciate it how they did all the instrumental versions of their themes and you know they were instantly recognizable but they all worked together i think you bring up a really good point of one of the things about the first one is it was like they you know part of the problem with a lot of this is it's like we're gonna just throw we're gonna we're gonna shotgun nostalgia at you Mm -hmm. yeah and when it's focused it works really well which is where i think they did the first one appreciate the nostalgia more i think Yeah, or or the princess stuff was so laser focused on yeah. you know 
I, I, I'm really, again, sad I didn't get to see this movie Joe had where it was like know, Ralph, and, Ralph and Vanellope meet the princesses and it's an entire <laughs> movie of them wandering around Disney or That'd whatever. Be, that would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, And here's the thing. The first one was obviously created, written, executed by people who had a passion for video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone loved video games and made that story. Who loves the internet? Like, who has that passion? <laughs> For the Elon internet, Musk. and if if you find that person, maybe they're the person that would have made a better version of this movie. But like, there's no heart there. There's heart in the yeah. world that they're Your in in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it being made by a lot of people who always dreamed to be Disney at imagine You know what I mean? If they were in the world yeah. of Disney, I think there would have been more heart and more love to it. There. Yes. Yeah. Um, like I would... Ralph and Vanellope do Kingdom Hearts. Like that's. That's your yeah. movie right there. That's awesome. Yeah, Disney's first nine-hour feature film. <laughs> um, so make it a series. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we have a section. I want to bring this up with you. This says, "Does it hold up?" And we're getting to the part where it's like we're in the more recent things, which are like kind of trying to stay, say these same values we have because we brought this up being like ethnic representation drinking and smoking etc cetera, etc cetera. do we just want to go round robin and talk about things that we think were like problematic with it and didn't hold up instead of like trying to hit all those things that's fine yeah. well i will say on that on that uh on that point i did text joel while i was watching this movie and i said wow i remember liking this movie a lot more when i saw it the first time uh i'm i'm really not enjoying this ride this time so I can straight up tell you it doesn't hold up from when I originally oh, saw sorry, it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. But the point, the point of this section is: does it? It does it hold up in a like cultural way? Oh, like social. we were doing okay. like gotcha. Pinocchio, like we do like drinking Pocahontas, and smoking, it's like right? Yeah, like it's that, that doesn't like, hold up. This. You know, that's like a pretty extreme <laughs> example. But like to me, Gosh. for this holding up, like for this section, I'd be like, there's some problematic stuff we talked about with like introducing the idea of the dark web to children. Yes, <laughs> and, and having to be like, there's some bad things on there. There and it's like no you need to not go there it'd be yeah. like if they did a movie where it was like they just like had kids it was like heroin you know oh heroin you know like it feels like you should really be treating this as a much worse thing than it is well I- it's like if if you had made a movie about like characters that lived in a, a video rental store and like you could do a whole thing about like an animated movie about all of the you know inanimate objects that come to life in a blockbuster after dark or whatever and it's like you don't have to explore what's behind that curtain you don't even have to go there you could just talk about the movies that are just in blockbuster but instead in this movie like you said right like they decided to go there and call it the dark web and it's wholly unnecessary I mean, that's a good point, Joe. And it's, uh, you know, you're talking about, is this problematic? Well, it just came out, what, in 2018. Yeah. And we're actually kind of, the pendulum has swung the other way when it comes to Disney stuff. Like they're uber, super sensitive about offending anybody. And so I, I think it actually kind of shot itself in the foot because I believe the reason that those things are in the movie, what you're talking about, oh, we got to mention the comment section. We've got to mention that there's a dark part of the web comes from that same mindset of, well, we've got to draw attention to the negative as well as the positive and not over, you know, to be open with all of our feelings. So I feel like yeah. maybe I, I feel like there was uh, some execs sitting in a, a conference room saying, like, well, we can't talk about the Internet without talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's you uh, know what? That, that to me, it screams of some guy, some suit with like a, a cigar in his mouth. who's was like, where's he going to get the, the virus? <laughs> ah, the dark web. <laughs> well, sir, maybe we shouldn't. No, it's the dark web. Make it the dark web. Yeah. But, sir, we, no, you heard me. 
it's I mean, the dark this the dark whole, web stays in the picture. You were asking who like <laughs> who was the creative mind behind this movie and it feels like it's your cigar chomping executive character. Yes. Um I I feel like again, we want to rewrite this movie as they go to a Disney website where you can do all this stuff with Disney characters, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And you have a bit where they try and leave and there's like the child protective, like the like yeah. the nanny the thing. And block. they're just like, hey, yeah. you can't go. And they're like, why? What's best there? And they're like, that's the rest of the internet. You don't want to go there. Like they make the bitch and they move on. Be said, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. They do stuff like that. I think they wanted to make it accurate, and then they wanted to create their own world at the same time. And I feel like you can't. It didn't work. You know, they wanted to make sure that we knew that Google exists in this world and Fandango and Purple. I I was one of the things I saw in there. Purple mattress. It's like, okay, cool. Like yeah, like all those things are in there. But it was. I guarantee you when Disney Plus came out and they put this movie on there, there was, again, Joe's cigar chomping exec. Someone pitched the idea, what if when they see these go by and they're on a tablet watching it, you can click on it. We take you right to Purple Mattress. Like, can we get, like, someone was like, yes. yeah, that like, idea was in there. Like, of how yeah. do we monetize? How do we monetize it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even more than possible. Okay, so the we'll be rating the villain now who is capitalism. No, um, who... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listeners, give me a second to just run through the our, our system uh, with our two co-hosts, and while we do that, you guys can listen to this. The Infallible Scientific Villains Ranking was designed and created by top scientists, working together to establish the perfect method of devising a villain's relative knavery, cunning, and vileness. Each evildoer is judged in seven categories on a scale of one to five. The averages of each category are added up, and the resulting villain ranking tells us exactly where each ne'er-do-well belongs. Whether it's at the top with our queen, Ursula, or at the bottom with Aconcagua, the grumpy mountain of Saludos Amigos. Here are the seven categories. Number one, frightening. How scary is this villain? Number two, funny. How often did this villain make you laugh? Number three, fierce. How much attitude, sass, and sense of style does this villain have? Number four, effective. How grand was their evil plan and how well did they execute it? Number five, design. How awesome does this villain look? Number six, go away heat. How much did you honestly hate this villain and want them to be off your screen as quickly as possible? And number seven, yes factor. Whenever Tara sees a villain she loves first appear on screen, she says, Yes! How often did you find yourself missing this villain's presence when they weren't on screen? Follow along at home and let us know your own villain scores. And now back to the podcast. All right, listeners, we're back. Uh, These two are experts in the... Scientific, scientific the infallible scientific villain ranking. And I just realized this says Madame Medusa. This is how long it's been since I've redone that. That's the rescuers. So let's go with frightening. Okay. Now, for me, I thought this was kind of a weird, like, I wouldn't say frightening necessarily, but it was a pretty unsettling image. Like, this might be, to me, a, a, a three on frightening. It was one to five. I'm with you on the three. I'll give you a three because it wasn't like because it still looked like Ralph and Ralph isn't a very scary looking guy. But when it's like 12 million of him, like <laughs> and crawling and like getting bigger and bigger, then, yeah, it's a little frightening. And the sunken eyes. The eye and, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on a three. I'm gonna go four. Actually, I think it was pretty nightmare inducing. It kind of reminded me of a Oogie Boogie from the mm. Nightmare before Christmas. I love also not eyes the most frightening to me. I like Oogie Boogie. He had a great voice. <laughs> he sings. 
<laughs> he's a jazz singer, so he's ah. <laughs> uh funny i don't know yeah, like, i don't think i think I, if one. i could give it a zero i think i would yeah. i'll give it a one but yeah. yeah i'm gonna go one you're saying that like you didn't know there was the zero you know what guys i chuckled multiple times when he kept doing the friend thing but i'm very like f- the frankenstein thing he's gonna wait are we me. are we talking are we talking the individual little ones or when he becomes the big giant one i think we can do a little bit of both a little want. bit of both. A little bit of both. Still, still a one. <laughs> Thanks for that clarification. <laughs> Thanks for that clarification, Joe. Uh, Glad we sussed that out. He's getting. He has no drag he's queen a energy. One. He's the one. No, he's... None. Can we do negative numbers? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, effective. Uh, so here, here's my reasoning for this. So okay. we've we've started putting into consideration their evil plan and how like grandiose it is in which case his was not very but he like does, Ursula gets to control the ocean or, like control everything for, for sheer moments yeah. um, but I I don't think he's a one because he does get Vanellope for a minute sure I would say well, a two if you or think, a three if you but think that's about, as high as I'm two. willing to go if you think about two. the real world aspects He's crashing everything in the real world, so that I feel like gets something. So yeah, I think for me it's a two. I don't know that I can go higher than a two, but I feel like he is like causing destruction in more than we see. Joel, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two. Okay, twos across the board. Design. Fair. Now this is where he's really interesting to me because same. I think it's, it's a joke. It's like, no. I think from a technical <laughs> like, standpoint, I be done talking I'm about willing this to character. give him extra points here on a technical standpoint, mostly because of someone who's done this sort of thing. I could not watch him and go, my God, how did they do all this? Right. So I think that puts him into three or four for me. I'm going to think on it. And I'll get back to you. I want to hear what Joe has to say about design. I th- Okay. So I misunderstood what you meant by design. So I was thinking like you meant his plans and how his plans came to fruition. I'm like, mm. he didn't have a plan. Oh, but no, no, no. You no, mean no. like the physical design? Yeah. I'll give it a three. Yeah. Like because, how he looked. I mean, it's, it's creepy. It's creative how they did it. But at the same time, it's like, I'm so underwhelmed by like, when you can't come up with a creative villain, you just come up with a big villain. Like, you just do a big guy. Like, what did they do in The Matrix Part 3? Well, he fought Mr. Smith like three times. Let's do a giant Mr. Smith, like in the game, rather. They didn't oh, do that in the movies. Uh, but I in forgot the, the, about Mr. Smith. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he fought one Mr. Smith. Let's have 12 million Mr. Smiths yeah. now. Like, it just, it, it, it loses its flavor really quick. Uh. What what do you got? I think that moved him down to a three. I think Joe talked me into I'm, a three. I'm at a three. There, I think we talked about why I found his design interest. Like we all talked about that a little bit earlier in the episode, but I don't. To me, it doesn't warrant a four or higher. Okay, Joel, what do you got? I'm gonna go four. I'm gonna go four. All right. right. I, love, I love when people go against pretty them. cool design. And like you, Ryan, uh, yeah, I'm always amazed by the the technical feat. Like oh, that. there's Joel. He's got a the one collision up. involved. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Ludite Joe, I like to appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know art when I see it, Joe. <laughs> 
Um, I am interested to hear Joe's take on Go Away Heat. I want to remind all involved that Go Away Heat is for the character and not necessarily the movie. Go ahead, Joe. I just, bro, like I just wanted him to go to go away. Okay, so you know how people talk about like Luke Skywalker is a whiny hero in the first Star Wars movie. He's just mm-hmm. a whiny. Like that's how I felt about Ralph in this movie too. Like I didn't just want villain Ralph to go away. I wanted regular Ralph to go away most of the time. I was just like, will you get off of my TV? Like this, this stuff that's going on with Vanellope is a little more interesting than what's going on with you. You're, we're, we've stepping backwards. You're whining about, I don't know what I'm doing and why don't people like me and burr, 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 burr. go away. And then what we did, we amplified this by like a thousand. And now I've got a million of you doing that. Like how annoying get off my screen. You got a five and go away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Really going to skew take, your numbers take. there, Ryan. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It actually bumps him up the list. Having a high yeah. go because I didn't. I like there are characters that are so bad, but at least you're like, I hate you. Like that to me is why go away. Yeah, is important as you get some points for that. Mm-hmm. Joel, I'd like to hear your go away heat number. I'm gonna go too. I didn't mind him as much as, as creepy and unsettling as he was. Uh, he kind of he's kind of cute and cuddly by the end. Of because it, right? you, you appreciated his art. <laughs> I love how he looked. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Yeah. Don't listeners, don't you want to hear more from these two in a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm gonna say one thing though. Like I, lo- I love joel so much and my wife oh. and i were sitting talking about we were talking about Same. joel and jenna moved away just for the listener little pull back the curtain joel and jenna used to live in dallas with us and they've currently uh they live in south carolina and uh like when they moved it was one of the most devastating things to the point where my wife and i will still talk we'll sit on the couch and talk about like how much we miss joel and jenna and my wife will straight oh. up start crying because she <laughs> oh. misses them so much like and so there's one part of this movie that I kind of resent the fact that I had to watch this movie and talk about it with Joel. And it's all about like Ralph having to say goodbye to Penelope. And it's like, God, like it it, it was a little bit of a pull in the heart out. So I'll tease Joel because I love him so much and I miss him so much. And if you do tune in to our next project, uh, you'll, you'll get that. You'll get that love. But he's also an a-hole. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like family, right? You have to, yeah, yeah, whole, exactly. Yeah, whole thing like the Olive Garden. The, <laughs> when you're here, you're family. Uh, the feeling is mutual, Joe. There's a very kind words, Joe. Oh, all right. I'm going to give him a one. I didn't mind him. <laughs> I love <laughs> like, it. Also, I think because I'd never watched it, but, right? It was my first. I feel like Go Away Heat is hard for me if I've never seen the character, cause I'm like, okay, well I kind of want to see what they do with this character. Right. Like, so yeah. I don't necessarily want them gone because I'm curious what they did with it. And I will say, I thought his design was the most interesting part of what they did with this character. But mm-hmm. yeah. What's your number? Uh, he's getting a one for me. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I want to say I completely respect is. your opinion, jo- Joe. I, I 100% am into but it. You're wrong. Uh, but you're going to hate you're this wrong. because to me <laughs> now I went into this movie. This is one of the few Disney movies that I felt like I didn't know anything about that was outside of the trailer, especially considering how much later I saw it. Mm-hmm. So, I was Same. kind of like I, again, you, you know who had more go away heat for me was like two 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 dead two Dan face guy. That was his who? name, right? The guy oh, the who made the, the virus. weird head. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't want to see him anymore. <laughs> Goiter on the boy, screen. he had yeah. major go away heat for me. Um, but 
so I I thought he, I think I saw something of him and I went, "Oh, that must be the bad guy." So I kept expecting him to come back. When they said did not only point- are we making a lot of Ralphs, but we are about to make Mega. I, I literally went Mega Ralph, like I yelled Mega Ralph, and it yeah. has not as much to do with Ralph. So, like, it has to do with Ralph, but it has less to do with Ralph Zilla as it does with I just again love a lot of <laughs> little things making coat. one big thing. So, <laughs> yes, I love I love kids in a trench coat. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to give him a three for that yes wow. factor because by the end I will say I was like, okay, this is fine, but like at the beginning I literally yelled out Mega Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a one for me. Yeah. I, yeah. I listen. wasn't, like I said, I feel like the go away. He and the yes factor are kind of like cancel each other out for Sometimes me. I'm just like, oh. yeah. Joe, I'm going to assume you're a one. I'm a one. I, you assume correctly. <laughs> Joel, any love for, for Ralph Zilla? Same. <laughs> it's like slow shake. You're like, no. <laughs> All right. Let's see where that puts I feel him. like he will have an interesting number though. It is very good. Um, yeah. Might have to put an asterisk next to this one. <laughs> one second. One oh, second. he's got another error on his spreadsheet. So, listeners, he got a 14.5, which okay. is pretty near the bottom. In fact, he is tied. Oh, yeah. Ralph Zilla is really low. That's a bit of a bummer for me, who likes, again, Mega Ralph. He is tied with Bill Sykes. Who? From Bill Sykes from Oliver and Company. Yeah. For 73rd place. That's right. Oliver and Company was a thing. He's in between. Well, I guess he's tied with Bill Sykes, and above him is Stromboli from Pinocchio. Yes, if you're still wondering, because now we have we have ranked 84 villains, with the last place villain being Aconcagua, the Mountain from Saludos Amigos at 10, (laughs) who I believe just had ones across the board. Yes. Um, Joe, Joel, thank you guys so much for uh, sticking with us for for going deep, deep into the dark web of Disney movies. Yes, that is Ralph breaks the internet. As always, we ask our guests. Wait, to plug- you didn't ask about? Oh, I didn't ask. Would you? Is this movie something you would get a clamshell edition and put up on your shelf? No. Or, <laughs> no. or <laughs> do you lock it away in the vault? No, no. Can we, can we have it like deleted from the internet? Like, I, I don't, yeah. not only do I not want to watch it myself, I don't want anyone else to have to watch it. Yeah, I wouldn't get a clamshell edition of us. Okay, so yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Again, I think I said it earlier. If I, I wanted also to have rewatch a drawer, this movie, which, which Ryan yes. ignores. Here's my thing. Because I know I make fun of you for having a drawer. Because I don't know that I want to lock this away in the vault. But I would go cool and throw it over my shoulder. And yeah, if so it landed in the vault, I'd be okay. That's with your that. drawer. <laughs> like, you know, I will say I was defending it earlier on the on its visual uh, aspect alone. It is really beautiful to look at. Like if you yeah. want to put it on mute, have it in the background, look up every now and then, and go, huh, that's some pretty pictures on my TV. Yeah. Oh, Again, Joe, YouTube videos. I'm I'm curious. Did your kids enjoy it? Yeah, but my kids are stupid. They like anything. If there's like screaming and running, if they do that like straight up shot where there's two people on a motorcycle and we see one person's head over the other person's shoulder and they both scream at something at the same time, that's that's that, that's a recipe for success for them. Joe, I, Got it. I think what I I that's great taste is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm like, no, my kids are awesome. They they did like it though. They enjoyed yeah. it. But they're like young, we... so this is maybe the fortieth movie they've ever seen, or you know, or yes. whatever. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. We're, I am always curious since we don't have children, right? Anytime we have a guest who does have kids, um, we just always appreciate a, like 
kids' opinions because I was talking about with Moana, I watched it with a good friend's children and I feel like you get a whole different like view or insight watching it, like watching a child watch it, right? Like mm-hmm. so yeah. you might appreciate something more. Moana's also a solid movie, but you were also so good. you were asking earlier, um I think this will probably make the cut, but the like uh, our least favorite movie. We watched Chicken Little with my nephews who like grew up they were at the right age when Chicken Little came out. And they watched it a whole bunch. And they have a lot of nostalgia and they for have a lot of it. Nostalgia for it. And mm-hmm. I don't think if I would if I hadn't watched it with them, that would have been intolerable. I would have not have been able to watch that movie. But watching it with them, I was like, all right, I see that you guys really like this. Well, and sure. also conversing with them yeah. about it on the episode, why they liked it, what what it reminded them of. Like they, one of them remind. It was like they watch it with their dad growing up, and it was like a moment that they spent with their dad that they really liked, and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, I think if we didn't have them on. I think it would have been a very different episode for that yeah. one in mm-hmm. particular. Um, thank you guys again. We like to have our guests plug something. So if you have something that uh, you, uh, if you have a personal project or there's some piece of media you've been enjoying lately, or you just want to put a general sentiment out there in the world, Joe and Joel, feel free to plug away. Guys, if you, if you watch anime, uh, they just recently, uh, they've got the new Trigun uh that they've uh, that they brought back uh i voice the radio dj in that show cool <laughs> so wow good typecast type, typecast a little bit in that but yeah <laughs> enjoy the return of trigun and i get to now be part of that storied and legacy franchise very cool uh as for me i had alluded to earlier in the episode that uh yes we have a new podcast project that we're working on um if you listen to us on 16-bit gladiators where uh, our, our friend ryan here uh, co-hosted a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, and even before that on uh, the editing bay where we talked about movies uh, as i said we are combining movies and video games much like uh, peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> into a, a delicious peanut buttery chocolatey new podcast <laughs> uh that until hours ago had no name but uh, Ooh, finally came up a with name? a name we do have a name. Joe, do, can you remember it, Joe, or should I read it off our notebook here? Low Res High Def, LRHD. All right. There That's you go. Really the Low Res High Def I podcast. Like uh, and we named it as such. I, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit because uh, we're going to be talking about all things pop culture and media that we like. Uh, but we're also, you know, middle aged. Uh, so we were around when things were, uh, were low resolution and now we're in high def. So it kind of speaks a little bit to the journey, to the types of media we'll be talking about. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, to, to our listeners. Uh, those phrases mean something to them, hopefully. Uh, and it, it's kind of catchy. Rolls off the tongue, right? Low res high sure. def. We are announcing that now. We are launching this new podcast and uh, by the time this episode is up uh, you can listen to our first episode hopefully or at least you can go to our website uh, what is it lowreshighdef.com you can spell that either way Uh, LRHD pod Mm -hmm. yeah well I'll have them all point to the same we've got them all (laughs) we've got them all Subscribe on uh, iTunes or uh, they don't even call it that anymore. Apple Podcasts, yeah, Spotify, yeah. all places uh, podcasts are found. Spe- yeah, speaking of another thing that has outdated itself, I feel <laughs> like like no longer <laughs> iTunes, right? We right. will definitely be posting on our social media uh, links to, yeah, to, we'll to share yours all the links. When, when, this, when this goes up. I'm legitimately, like the way you just described it, like is right when you're like, oh yeah, we've been here for both. I'm like, oh perfect, this is right. Yes. We never stop awesome. playing video games. This is great. I'm into this. So. <laughs> yeah. That'll be exciting. Well, Speak- maybe you'll uh, grace us with your presence on that podcast. I, yeah. W- w- both one, 
or both of us, and Tara and or Ryan would love to, to, yes. to jump in. Also, at some point, Joe and I will do just it's Rocky gonna have, We're going to do our Rocky Ro- Four discussion. Yeah, We've just Rocky Four. We're not going to talk about the rest of them. Just Rocky, Rocky Pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Joel, you mentioned the uh, uh, marriage of uh, video games and movies. And so I'd like to take this time to announce the oh, next episode. Oh, I already forgot. Which will be uh, a childhood trauma theater episode in which we are oh, watching. Oh, I know what it is. We'll be watching Super Mario Brothers. Mario, <laughs> uh, Super Mario Brothers. First of all, Mario. I thought you said Mario. That's what they say in Jersey. I don't know which one it is. I, I don't know how I say it anymore. See, anyway, but we'll be oh, watching it with Bob wait. Hoskins and John Leguizamo. A movie so hard to find. We now own it on DVD, <laughs> cool. so that we can Yay. do it. it. Now it was four ninety nine, so I don't feel too bad about that. Purchase. Too much. Too much though. I feel like this movie. By the way, this movie is uh, is very clairvoyant in the way that it uh, it represents the president, President Koopa, who resembles. Oh, yeah. One Donald J. Trump very, very closely. So just do with that what you will. Okay. We <laughs> will keep that in mind. Right. We will keep that in mind we'll when that. we watch we'll, it. We'll keep that and just think about it a little bit. Just there do it through go. that lens. We may not comment on it, but you'll know, Don't comment listeners, it. when you when Don't you bring watch politics that, into it. When you watch it, you know we're watching it through that lens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back next week with, with, with that movie. But uh, until then, we'll see you guys later. All right. Take care, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello, call the Princess Diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD1. That's 707-968-7731. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com, tweet at us at trpdiaries on Twitter, or check out our Instagram at trprincessdiaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, Vote in our Disney theme brackets and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash TR Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five star review. Check out pods.link slash TR Princess Diaries for all the places you can find us on the web including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh